Hello, welcome back to Mr. Arsenal podcast for the last podcast of the season. <laughs> doesn't doesn't time fly when you when it's crap? Oh dear God! And I've got yours coming up, and Gareth Southgate can't make his mind up who he wants to want he who he wants in his twenty three man twenty six man squad, whatever it is. So that's gonna be fun. And but yeah, thirty three provisional. Thirty three provisional, but he's got he's got cut seven. So it's like he can't make his mind up. Basically, it's, and the fact that it's, the provisional itself was announced last night at last minute is is a bit of a concern for me with Southgate yet again. But it is what it is. We're not going to concentrate on that. It's another podcast. As the title says, it's a season review. We're going to go over the season, give our players of the season, our young player of the season, our flops, and what we're hoping the club need to do to move forward. And also get also want to get touch touch on Dennis Burkamp's comments recently for James James Rowe as well, because anyone anyone that's um, new to the channel, James has been on it before, and he had to, he has. Told us numerous times what Burkamp is like over in Holland since he's retired. He hasn't really been the outspoken. He doesn't really do media stuff, and suddenly he's done something media-wise, and it's a bit. It's very open as well. No, no nothing at all. Hmm. You so don't yeah, hear we'll a peep out of him. You, you yeah. really don't. And um, I've interviewed. I've interviewed his, his his nephew Roland before, who also played for Brighton and Excelsior Rotterdam, but. I've been here for 15 years and you don't hear a peep out of him. You really don't. Mm. And, um, if he, if he's got something to say, it's for a reason. It's um, mm. be a very interesting summer. I was more intrigued last night. I put out a tweet last night, which was picked up by a fair few of my followers, but not everybody. Um, there was this Dutch sports programme called Orlando, which featured Hulit van Basten and also Henk Tenkata, who was assistant to Rijka Lona. And they're talking about the Kuma situation. They asked him, who's an extremely intelligent man, what he thinks is going to happen. And he said, well, he said, I think Kuman will leave. He said, if you're asking for um, a replacement, I think it'll be Arteta. And he, he signalled the link between Guardiola, Arteta and Laporta. And um, I'd be interested to see what happens with that, because there's going to be clarity regarding uh, Ronald Kuman in the next 10 days. And uh, mm -hmm. all of us are talking about... Um, players coming in and players going out when it could well be, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I think it's a slight possibility. The manager, at least, first and foremost. If that happened, again, if that happened, that's, a cool, that's, a, that's more work for uh, Josh, Josh and Co to get their heads around because all of a sudden their plans with Arteta will be out the window sort of thing. They've got to start again with, with a new face. As a Again, a lot of pressure to get. It for the well, what first, was really interesting time... about those? Comp what was really interesting? So I was going to say, third time lucky it needs to get. It, it needs to be. If that does come, up, does happen, manager-wise, they need to get it right this time, and not just for just not just to save pennies. Well, I. Well, I don't know what they're doing first and foremost, do they? I mean, they just see mm. Arsenal as a healthy investment that kind of keeps them ticking along. They couldn't give two hoots about us, the younger generation, mm. the older generation, the Arsenal fan. They're not interested. Only interested in the dollar sign. They're only interested in keeping their um, their investment healthy. That's all they're interested in. They're not interested in trophies, not interested in sporting merit, not interested in going for a title. Just keep it ticking over. And one thing I finally wanted to say about the Henkton Carter comments, he's, 
He's very clued up, Tenkata. You, you don't hear much of him, but he's a very mm. intelligent man. And he was explaining it as well because everybody seems to think that Xavi Hernandez is going to become the new manager of Barcelona after Koeman. But Tenkata was, was explaining that in the um, presidential elections, Xavi didn't for Laporta. He voted for somebody else. So Laporta is unlikely to hire him. And I think Koeman's days are numbered. But uh, it'll be very mm. interesting to see what happens with that. It's a, it's a very long summer, you know, soul search. They might like the season, but it's not in started yet, Ryan and James. And you see mm. how people have got their list. We should buy this one. Photos of Basuma plastered all over social media. Mm. I bet they couldn't tell you who Basuma played before he arrived at Brighton. Oh, but certainly. They couldn't tell yeah. you that. He played for Lille before he arrived yeah. at Brighton. And Brighton have lowered their Brighton have lowered their um, price tag, so that tells its own story. And as an, as I've said before, I've been on this channel many many times before. Have five years experience interviewing professional players and managers at all different levels of world football. I've spoken to players where a transfer has broken their career and made their career. And every transfer is part of a rainbow. Take take Saliba. Saliba mm. arrived at Arsenal and everything looked wonderful. He was shipped back out to France. When you're a young when you're a player in particular and you go abroad, most of those young players for the first time in their lives are learning life skills. They're learning to cook, they're learning to clean, they're learning to look after themselves. Uh, the club becomes your family. And if you don't play, it can have a detriment effect to the player. And I see some Arsenal fans on Arsenal Twitter compiling lists as long as your arm as to who we're going to sign. When first and foremost, we've got to go through that squad with a fine tooth comb. We've got to sell before we can buy. Mm. And we're not minted, loaded. So we've got to make some very difficult and, dare I say, unpopular decisions in the summer. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do. But uh, we've got a big, long summer ahead of us. And uh, we have to get cracking as soon as possible. What do you, what do you say now, with the fact that we're now out of Europe for the first time in 25 years, this is the biggest summer since we since we signed Burkamp, that's that summer outside of Europe? Because everyone's making that comparison as well of, well, the last time we, were out, last time we didn't finish in the European spot, we signed in this Burkamp. I look at it as... Different, uh, different in that in that respect. It was different times then, but I still see this as a huge, huge summer. For, not just for the owners and the staff, absolutely, but for the club, for the club itself going forward. I, I've seen your tweets recently where you've been saying, and I've, I've seen it on Alex's channel, and you say you, in the next three or four years we could be we could be in a, champ, a championship club. Yeah. We're not, we're not, we're not big enough to or bold enough to say we'll never be a championship be. club because. Look at Leeds. Look at Villa. Look at Nottingham Forest. The list goes on. There's bigger, better, bigger and better clubs. West Ham, history-wise, as well. yeah, West Ham as well. History-wise, that have gone down. It's taken, for example, Leeds. It took them 16 years to get back. Mm. Nottingham Forest it's still there now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't set to be uh, to Nottingham Forest as well. As, as, as James rightly says, I, I don't say that to be different from the rest. I know my my perspective is a little bit different than most. But if you don't look after, if you are, if you own something, if it's a house, if it's a car, 
if it's a special possession you've got that means the world to you, if you don't look if you don't look after it, it will decay. You got to look after yeah. it. And we are in the hands of have a, they've got Crunky's got a track record in America. You start Teta saying about Josh is to take us to a new level. Well, okay, that level is down then, isn't it? It's mm. down to the championship. <laughs> and there's no previous. There's no previous. You can't look and say, mm. oh, well, he did a great he did a great job at Hertha Berlin. He did a great job at mm. Ren. He did a great job at Lille, for example. Mm. There's no there's mm. no previous. And we're we're just we're just going through the the most as a football club. You make a great point about um the differences between the Bergkamp summer, summer, and also, so, uh, and also now. But I've got a question for you both now. And I've I prioritised Arsenal games from Amsterdam the last ten seasons. I remember rocking up at the Emirates at home to Napoli, Rennes, Barty Bodasov, Monaco, Bayern Munich, and the disdain from some of the fans. Oh, they're a pub team. This lot will beat these lot tonight. They're useless. I, it's just my personal opinion, but I'd like to hear yeah. both your opinions on it as well. I believe for the last 10 seasons, Arsenal have just taken uh, European football for granted, where participation yeah. appeared to be more important than actually trying to win the thing. We haven't yeah. won a European trophy for 27 years. I was a very young gooner when that happened. It remains one of the most fondest memories I've ever got of, of supporting Arsenal. But what's really annoyed me, even with the Conference League, oh, we can still get Conference League. Have you seen the teams that are in it? Have you seen mm, it? Honestly, it's as if there was before. It's, it's like everybody gets a medal. You know, whereas mm. before it used to be only the best qualify, it's now going right the way down where the seventh team <laughs> in a specific domestic league is going to play European football. And it's, it, you know, can understand the motives behind it, but if you're good enough to play in Europe, which we quite clearly were the last quarter of a century, I mean, you think what life was like a quarter of a century ago, and now, no. one minute you're recording the charts on your on your cassette, and the next minute you're doing a podcast on your iPhone. You know, in terms of um, in terms of technology, yeah. you know, yeah. and I, I just think we've been in it for such a long time. But it'd be great to hear both your thoughts on it as well. It's my personal opinion. We've taken European granted, in my opinion. We really have. And the next time we're in Europe, I want to see a different Arsenal, different owner, different ethos, potentially a different manager, a completely unrecognised um, Arsenal. Because what I'm about to say, people might criticise me for, but I'm going to say it anyway. Arsenal have been in Europe for a quarter of a century, guys. But we don't know how to play in Europe. We don't know how to play in Europe in terms of game management, in terms of looking at the opposition, in terms of respecting the opposition, what they've done before. And all those years of playing it, year in, year out, year in, year out, and we still, after 25 years, do not know how to play in Europe. And as an Arsenal fan of 30-plus years, that, that hurts me a fair bit. Because, mm. you know, yes, it's nice to see the great teams but I didn't enjoy flying back from Amsterdam to see us get beat by Ostersunds. I didn't enjoy flying back from Amsterdam to see us get whipped by Monaco. You know I, I, look, I, look at it, I look at it now that we have had our time in Europe now that's it, we're done. We've got to learn from our mistakes and go forward and hopefully the next time we're in Europe 
things will be completely different. Well, I'll let, I'll let James obviously come in first. I had to trust his wording yet. So. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't disagree. I think, like you said, we've had over uh, 25 years in it and um, we've only made, what is it, two finals. If you want to, you know, if you look at the numbers, three. it was three. Oh, yes, three. Sorry. Yeah, yeah the one yeah. in um, the one against Galatasaray Gal as well. Galatasaray. Yeah. Trying to blank that out of my mind three. from being a young kid. Yeah, yeah, blank, yeah. Blank, blank. Yeah, blank yeah, all yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, you know, if you look at numbers, that that in itself is, isn't is a good, you know, that isn't a good uh, like, indicator, indicator to begin with. But, um, yeah, I mean, um, I think I think the season out, I, I wanted the season out. Like like you said, this summer's so massive and so important that we've got to get a lot of the stuff right. And if like you just put there, James earlier, you said it's um if the manager's gonna go, that completely ruins everything and the I mean <laughs> we're fantastic at PR. Look at Adidas, they've already pumped out three new sets of training wear since the last game of the season. We got a new kit coming out of the way. Um and they've all told us this is yeah. a long-term project and this is a long-term project manager. Well, if this long-term project manager jumps at the first offer that comes in for him, and albeit, okay, Barcelona aren't currently the Barcelona of old, but it's still Barcelona and it's home for him. So mm. if he takes it, then yeah, we're back, we're back at square one again. We've got to find We've got to find a manager that wants to come in with this regime who, let's be fair, if you're watching any kind of news about Premier League football at the moment, you're seeing that all the fans hate the regime. I mean, it's still Arsenal. You know, it's London and it's Arsenal. Someone will take it. Someone will take it. I'm not saying we're, we're not we're not going to be looking forever for a manager, but a lot of them are going to go, you know, your fans don't like you. <laughs> um mm. You know, when I lose a couple of games, the fans are going to jump down my head because there's a lot of fans already turning on Arteta, rightfully so, in my opinion. I don't think he's done good enough, and I think he's an experience shines through. It, it's all a bit of a mess. It's and like you said, if he goes, you've got to start all over again. And I mean, you're back in. You're in more of a mess than we think now. I mean, how many brooms are we going to get to sweep it all up? <laughs> <laughs> we were doing well, well, well. We're saying that we've been doing it. We probably, like, we, probably sat, we probably made all the cleaners redundant, so there's no one to sweep it up. There you go. <laughs> to get Edu to, Edu to do it in Vino. There you yeah. go. Well, that's the thing. If, if if Arteta goes, surely Edu's got to go with him. Well, that's the thing. I was watching the same old Arsenal podcast last night, and apparently there was reports going around from various media outlets and reporters saying that Edu and Arteta could be in danger of their jobs anyway before this Barcelona situation mm. arose and the comments that have been made. I think I've, I've said for you for the last few weeks now, the fact that Vinay is still in the club, and has, he didn't, his head didn't roll after the Super League situation. Obviously, the owners didn't want to walk, walk anyway. So it's, a head has to roll. Vinay hasn't gone. So what does that tell you? Edu and Arteta are next in the chopping block. That's the, and that, the thing is, the owners will think, oh, if we do this and get rid of Edu and da da da, and Arteta, for example, and bring in, for example, Mark Overmars, David O'Leary for the back, for the board and a, a top class manager, oh, the fans will forgive us, we'll be back on board and off we go again. And if they'll do that, out of that mindset, and when, it don't, when, it, when they don't get that the, the reaction they want, they'll, go, they'll be like, oh, fuck you then, basically. Fend for yourselves, 
and we're back, and then we're back to square one, and we're in a worse position. And because then the manager that comes in, even though he's got a new, experienced um, director of football, Mark Overmars, and someone like David O'Leary helping him as well behind the scenes as well, they're not going to get financially back to get in the players that they need. And plus, that person's inheriting Wenger players, Miami uh, players, Arteta players. That's three three managers worth of players that, that haven't worked so far. That we're seeing a massive, massive decline in the last eight, 12 to 18 months. Plus, if you go back to Wenger's end of Wenger's couple of years, that guy, that guy's then got the do, get rid of who he doesn't want out of that, them three managers worth, worth worth of players, and bring in his own players. But if he's not getting backed by the ownership financially. He's then got to dip into the youth system and so on, find some sort of balance somewhere with players he probably doesn't even want. Yeah, I mean, it, like you're saying as well, at the moment, like I said earlier, it's all being touted that this is all mm. being built in Mikel Arteta's image. Yeah. And if he jumps off ship, someone, a- someone else could have a completely different ethos. Mm. And again, you've got a changing room that might go mm. like that, similar to what they had with Emery. And okay. For me, Unai Emery wasn't the one. In hindsight, Unai Emery wasn't the, the right man anyway. But mm. they could revolt again. This guy gets booted out, and we're just doing a rinse and repeat. Do you know what I mean? It, but there, there has to be some kind of the best word I can find is stability. Yeah. And and um, you know we've had the new appointment of um, is it Richard Garlic? I think it is. Richard Garlic's coming. Yeah. As yeah, of last and, Monday. Yeah, and Tim Lewis come in as well, who's you know obviously looking at how the money's being spent and what goes on with the money and everything else. Vinay's there because he's he he was purely accountant and numbers, and I think they like having him there because of that business acumen and the numbers acumen. Um, I think they like having him around for that aspect. But you can't, you know, okay, people go, yeah, well, look at Chelsea, they're higher and fire, and they sack and change managers all the time and look how well they've done and Man City or whatever, you know, this revolving door. Yes, but they're financially backed and there's people in there that know what they're doing and yeah. their clubs are labour of loves. I'm sorry, but for me, if Josh is 100% serious and we know he's going to stay, he has to move over here, live over here and fully commit to Arsenal. Take a look mm. at, take a look, for example, at Fulham, right? They're owned by that Shad Khan and his son, Tony Khan, yeah. operates it. Tony yeah. Khan has the Jaguars American football team, and he also runs a wrestling company. They've just they've just got relegated. Yeah. Because he Again. can't fully invest all of his time into three it's... different things. Hmm. And I'm like, if you want to be hands-off, then pay the money and get people in that can do it for you while you're not here, which is why Mark Overmars, from what I know, He's currently sat doing nothing. He's just like, he, he, he's what well, he's free to do whatever he likes. Bring him in. He's had mm. experience. The IX model has been around for nearly what, 40, 50 years now? With that yeah. academy and that, the, the, the players. The philosophy, from when they're, the idea, yeah, the, the, when they're about the ideology six, of IX. Exactly. Yeah. From when they're about six to when they make the first team, it's all exactly the same. Mm. What you need to be either the English version of an Ajax, or you need to be, you know, you, you've got to develop from within and buy a good player every now and then. And when you sell, you reinvest it well and you carry on like that. Or we just carry on being a mess. 
Um, I've, got a, I've got a few comments in the chat, but also I want to say as well, in terms of manager, I mean, you know, you've said, look, it does, all terms of purposes, he does look like Joss is, the Cronkies are going to stay in charge of the ownership wise. They're not, they're not breaking the net to set up. But also, that's another, that, there's, a, there's a slight, there is that slight chance, whilst Daniel Weck or whoever stays hovering in the background and Bergkamp and Henri and Vieira saying what they're saying, there's always that chance. And the manager's then got coming at the same time under this current ownership and think, yeah, I'm, 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 he's hyped for an issue, but he's then dawns on him. Well, hang on, if he does, if his ownerships, this, this my employer now sells up. That next, that next owner, that next employer of mine might not want me, hmm. no matter what, no matter how good I'm doing, I won't, I won't be their man, and then I could be out of a job. So there's, there's other men, there's other things you've got to look into. But there's a comment here, obviously about transfer as well, wasn't it? Um, saying, guys, did you see Basuma's Instagram picture? He has, a, he has an Arsenal bag, not logo, it's the Arsenal bag in the mm. background of his hotel. I think it's hotel room or something. I don't know what, yeah. where he was. Um, but I don't, again, I don't, want, I don't want to look too much into that because he could literally just be given a bag for just putting a few personal bits and pieces in after Sunday's game. We don't know. You remember, we're now hearing that Liverpool are looking into best humour as well. Look, let's be honest. If you're a player and you're ambitious and you want to win titles now, and win, win, compete and win titles now, who are you going to choose? Liverpool, who are already there, or Arsenal, who we don't, we, you can't guarantee will be back there anytime soon mm. in your career. This, it's, like, it's, it's like with Harry Kane, as well, it's like with Harry Kane. For him to, if, he, if he's to leave Tottenham, we're all blessed to believe he's putting it in, please. He has to go to a club that's guaranteed trophies. A Man City or PSG of this world or Chelsea, for example. Otherwise, what's the point? Of, what's the point of going from one club that's not winning trophies to another club that's not winning trophies? So, yeah, we win the FA Cup, and look, I love the FA Cup. Let's not get it twisted for anyone watching yeah. or listening back. But it's, there's more. There's there's two to three other trophies you can win with a club. Man City win Kerbo a couple of years under Pep. No matter what, they win the league every third time in four years. They've won it now under Pep. Mm-hmm. They're in the Champions League final. Liverpool won the, the, the Liverpool got Champions League pedigree. Yeah. Chelsea are the, on a, could win a second ever Champions League title as well this this Saturday. Sorry, depending on what happens either side, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you've got there's, there's the clubs that there's clubs that are racing ahead of us. This is what I'm saying about earlier when we were last last time we were out of Europe. There wasn't these there's, there wasn't as many competitive teams in and around us that there is now. Back then, it was us, May United, and Blackburn of flirting here and now and there, but nothing major. Do you know know what else was there as well, Ryan? Was Arsenal back then had tradition and class. Mm. Yeah. And we have none of that anymore. And we had the right men running the club. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And it was a labour, like I said earlier, it was a labour of love. It was their life. Everything revolved around Mm. that football club. And we, we mm. don't have that anymore, sadly. We do not, at the moment, we do mm. not have people. You know, Saturday, I you heard a few of the chants. I know the mm. protest didn't go fully to plan because of weather and everything else. But mm. the, the PA system was ramped right up. You, yeah. could, you could hear the music was bleh. I mean, um, I was watching it from home. Um, I, I don't have a season ticket anymore, obviously, so I'm not in the ballot and everything else. And... You know, we walk out to these wrestlers' musics at halftime all of a sudden this season. And that John Cena theme was pumped oh, in well louder than what they normally are. 
because people yeah. were already chanting. We, they were, when they knew the cameras were coming back on, they knew that you know that we want Cronky out was stuck, and the balloons and everything else as well. They were mm. quickly scooped up. They, mm. they didn't last very long. So yeah, yeah, no, yeah, exactly. I mean, literally, I guess who was there to make sure that was happening? Because it didn't. Because again, it doesn't look. Josh is there. We, yeah. like I said, Josh is there with his with the look, the club lawyer Tim Lewis and Vinay. They know because when it, in the process was a few weeks ago after, for the Everton game, you could hear the protest still outside during the game. Yeah. And they knew that with them being there this time, that wouldn't look good for business and things like that. And that's all they're thinking of. Think of what 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 affects them in their pocket. And this is why, for me, I've been very frustrated with some of our fan base in the sense of. Not just a shirt buying or this new shirt that again looks nothing like the seventy one season homage that they're trying to make it out to be, but being putting yourself in a ballot for me, with all due respect, an end of season meaningless game. We we're literally hoping we, we weren't even in our hands to be in a European spot. It was out of our hands. We had to hope that Tottenham lost this, that, and the other. Most of them did. Tottenham, as we, as we all know, came back and did what they did. So it's a meaningless game. Ten thousand people broke their necks basically to get to that game, and like, but you're putting you, but that's our process at the same time. We're like, but you're putting money in his pocket by go, put by putting yourself in a ballot, and he's taking money out of your account. You know what I'm saying? And, and also, you're buying these. I've seen people posting pictures in the stadium buying like a tray full of pies and drinks and this, that, and the other. I'm like, you're just defeating the object. You can't be going, oh, I want Cronky out, I want new ownership, I want change, but what, at the same time, putting in his money in his pocket because he's just, he's just laughing at you. Every single one of us that's doing it, he's laughing his fucking head off because that's all he cares about. Him and Josh, that's all they care about. And like you said about the Fulham situation, it's very similar to what Stan done. It's Stan's doing at Arsenal. He's given uh, Josh Cronk with Josh. He's given him not just the veins at Arsenal. It's given him veins at pretty much everywhere by the every other ownership he, club he has in America bar the Rams. Yeah. What does that tell you? Mm. He cares about the Rams. Oh, yeah, he loves, he loves the Rams. He loves <laughs> the Rams. So there's the caveat. He's giving him the free reign at every place apart from where he loves mm. the most. Mm. And like you say, Ryan, with the fans, but there's always going to be another fan that takes the ticket. You know, yeah. it's always going to be if someone doesn't want it, somebody else is going to take it. As James mm. says, he gave up his um, season ticket a while back. If I can just elaborate yeah. on what James said about the IX model, I have been living in Amsterdam for you know, more than 15 years now, and I've seen mm. that model firsthand. And it's simply not a case of you can't replicate it, really. You can try, but I'll give you a few reasons as to why you can't do it overnight. It was mm. Johan Cruyff re-energised re, re the youth system. When I first arrived in this country, Ajax were terrible. They weren't very good. They were slipping and slipping and slipping and slipping. And they hadn't won a league title for, what was it? I think it was off the top of my head. I think it was eight seasons. Sounds hmm. really, really strange now, but it's true. And, um, and he helped to re-energise re that. And he played such a part in the Verdekamp, Brian Roy, Marco van Basten, Cruyff was the one that, that put the base down for that. But mm. the thing is, with the youth setup of Ajax, even the fans buy into it. Even before COVID, when I would attend games, as I do quite regularly, when any youth player makes their debut, 
either if, if they're coming on as a sub, if they're mm. starting in a game, they are given a, a raucous reception. They are supported by the fans, their teammates, their manager, and they are looked mm. after. They are not played in lots of different positions. They are played in their position and they are given mm. the time to blossom. Like, I mean, I, I feel quite old, but I remember when Donny van der Beek broke through. I was there when he scored his first goal. It makes me feel mm. quite old, but that's just one example. And the, everybody is together. You've got van der Sar, you've got Overmars. Overmars has done a tremendous job at Ajax, but let me tell you, he did an even better job at Go Ahead Eagles, a club that he used to play for. They were staring into the abyss, literally. Mm. And he clawed them back with important signings, making sure that they did things properly. And last weekend, they were promoted back to the Eredivisie, where they're going to be playing Eredivisie, Eredivisie football next season. OK, Overmars has left the club a long while, but that ethos that he started to create there. Mm. And if Arsenal are serious about getting him in, it's, it's interesting because... Arsenal fans all know the, the footballer, whereas I've seen what he's been doing at Go Ahead Eagles mm. and Ajax. And when you listen to him speak, even after his career, about player contracts, about money, about negotiation, you would forget he was a footballer. You would forget mm. he was a footballer. He's that clued up on it. So it'd be mm. interesting to see if Arsenal can get him in the long term. But like James says, if the owner's not right, then he's, he's going to say, no, you're all right. It's mm. the same with potentially Simeone. So Simeone's mm. just won the league. I remember Arsenal fans telling me when Wenger was leaving in, no, I don't want Simeone, I don't like his football. Atletico Madrid playing the most <laughs> difficult league in the world. We're going away to Villarreal, Sevilla, Valencia, Betis and Real Madrid and Barcelona takes an awful lot of effort and he's managed mm. to win a second Spanish title for the I think in 11 years people say it's only yeah. his second one but I say only look what he's up against and uh, congratulations to Kieran uh, it's Kieran Trippio as well yeah. I remember I remember watching him for Burnley against Arsenal in 2014 I think yeah he's a good player I'll keep an eye on him and now he's won La Liga you know he, mm. he should be starting for England and you know it's funny how Southgate squad touched on it at the start 33 names and um, but as someone, um, as someone who I know on Twitter said once, Southgate's more the player's mate than a manager. Mm, yeah. And you look at Didier De, you look at Didier Deschamps, you look at Fernando Santos. I'm not going to include Frank de Boer in it because I, I think his tactic, his, his tactical ability will be the Dutch's undoing this summer. But it'll be uh, be interesting to see what happens. But. Um, I just wanted to elaborate on, on what James was saying, of course, because he makes some great points about Ajax, but it's nice to, as someone who's witnessed it firsthand for well, well over a decade, it's nice to kind of fill in the blanks and, mm. and let people know about that as well. Mm. Well, also with Ajax, I mean, we saw the other week here in the UK, they've really publicised it that, because obviously everything's been behind closed doors, no um, Arsenal fans, Arsenal, Ajax fans, sorry, are allowed, obviously, to go into the stadium at all during it during the Indivisie season, they melted down the, mm. the league title and made little start. And yep. every, every single fan, season ticket holder, and obviously did the promotion work. It made, it made out that Mark Overmars is personally going out there into the Ajax community, the Amsterdam, the Amsterdam yep. area, and going, like, thank you for your support. 
this is a little piece of history. There you go. There's some, again, there's some little things yeah. that you don't really see anymore. And going back on the, to Simeone right. as well, I don't care about the fucking style of football because he's a winner. He he demands respect mm. from the players. He doesn't take crap. If you don't step up mm. to the mark, he, he's a bit of a George Graham. You know where the door is, but he'll get results. I mean, when he took over halfway through the first, when he first came in, they were, they, they were finished the previous couple of seasons. They were ninth and 11th, some up around mid table, basically. Yeah. And look what he's done. And ever since then, from his first full season onwards, they've always been a top three La Liga club. They've never fallen out the top yeah. three. They've, like you said, two La Liga titles. You can't sniff at that. And amongst all that, one of them titles was fiercely contested again to the final day between them, yeah. Real Madrid, and at the time, an all conquering Barcelona, defeating needed coming to the end of their period, their cycle, but still a very strong Barcelona. Mm. And they still managed to do it. And obviously, he's not had the success in Europe he wants to, he should, he should have had, but, and probably wants to have, but he's then come back, he's re, reimagined things that are, um, Athleti, and he's turned yeah. things around. He brought in Trippier, an English sent, uh, right back from Tottenham. Yeah. And made it made made him even an even better, all, tactically all round right back now that he's arguably yeah. arguably our best right back we've got in England, thanks to him because he was good. Let's get it's not yeah. getting He was a good right back, but he's made him even better now. Um, mm. What was it? Yao Felix, up and coming, nine, 18, 19 year old from Benfica. He's a massive part of what's happened this season. Mm. Obviously, brought in Luis Suarez. He's brought he's brought goals to this to it, but he's bit. He builds teams in his image. And I don't care. Again, I'll go back to it. I don't care about the side of football. As long as it's providing us results. And that's is it the big thing. Football, at any club, is a results-driven business. If he's getting results, no matter how we're playing, I don't give a damn. Yes, Wenger, under Wenger, we play some amazing football. Let's not get it twisted again. But sometimes you have to go to times. I mean, George Graham wasn't the most eye-catching football, but he got us results. As long as it's getting us results and, and silverware, we and we won in Europe, exactly. As long as it's getting and us results and we're, Europe, and, we're comp- and we're competitive and think and going in the right direction, I don't give a damn how we play. Mm. Why yeah. are why is our fan base so yeah. set in such a way? I know it's we had twenty years of Arsene Wenger plus, but why why are they setting their ways? Have they, have they as I said, have they forgot about the George Graham era? One of the reasons Mickey, uh, Michael but Thomas came but out and said, "I don't said, know about it." But that's that's another problem. That's another thing oh. that since the Cronkies have taken over, they're, 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 no they've not done any investment. No, they, they're not really invested yeah. in it. They don't get their the new signs to come in and be integrated into the the Arsenal way, so to speak. Like the, the, the family that is Arsenal, or whatever. Whereas <laughs> it's. We don't have any Arsenal men on the... Let's be honest, Edu aside, apart from double-winning an invincible team in the early 2000s, who else is an Arsenal man at that ball or a football man, someone that can care about the club that knows what know what they're doing? I've been saying all season, David, get David... Now Raul got sacked or whatever that have happened there. Bring David O'Leary back. Bring him in. Give him a role at the club. Be it Vinay's role at the time or now, definitely, artistically, but Malarkey, give him a role. Give someone that's an Arsenal man that's made a most appearance made play in our history over 20 plus years of service before he retired at the club and move and obviously went on to be a manager at Leeds, etc. 
someone that has to again someone that the fans can look, connect with. Bring him in, give him the Vin, the Vinay role. Someone that cares and that will do everything he can for the club. Bring it as I said, Mark Overmars. It's not all about obviously doing the Ajax way, but it's doing something, bringing someone in to install a a a, a system that is proven, that is worked. He's, he's, he did it at Go Eagles. He's done it at Ajax. Why can't he come? And, and people go. You know, I mean, we've got we've got someone in the chat saying. Oh, the Ajax. We're not saying about the in, uh, fully taking the Ajax uh, system. We're just saying someone that's successful at Ajax has implemented the system. Bring him here. He's an, again another Arsenal, someone an Arsenal player, next Arsenal legend, a double winner. Bring him in. Let him pay. He's on. He's ideology. His philosophy into the, not just the first team, but in all levels of the football club. That everyone, like James said. Everyone's playing the same style of throughout. So you hire a manager, the manager of a senior team, and youth, all the youth, youth levels below, hire managers that will be playing the exact same way. If that makes sense. And then obviously, some, as soon as I make the step up from uh, the last youth system to the senior squad, there's not that sort of culture shock. They're ready. They're ready to go. That, that, the thing as well is, like you're saying, is is um one of the main complaints that um ast had as well was was the lack of communication from them two mm. fans you're saying putting someone like that in or like mark overmars it, it, that's yeah because what happens is 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 and for people that were like myself were lucky enough to go to highbury during those days before the games sometimes if you got there early enough david dean was walking in and out of cars and you could go up and have a conversation. Now, I know that that side of football really isn't there to an extent anymore, but it's just, you know, all these AGMs are being cancelled, everything else and stuff like that. I mean, I went to, you know, I talk about glowingly about this, uh, I, you know, the IAC system. I went to Amsterdam in 2009 and I remember doing the tour there and everything else. It's fantastic. It's a fantastic tour. I thoroughly recommend it if you're a tourist in and you're going. And um, they have a wall there, Ryan, where they have all their mm. young players that have come through. And you just see the faces of some of the players that are on this wall and you respect it. But then also, as I was walking out, um, I think it was Gregory Vanderville and UB uh, Emanuelson were just walking around and they're like, hiya, how you doing? You, you, that kind of close contact and everything else. Mm. Because that's exactly what, what we want. I mean, the majority of this so far has been quite negative. And we all want to be proud of our team. You know, I, I love the fact that I support Arsenal. I love the history. I love the tradition of it. But a lot of it is slowly wilting away. And that mm. is all because of these owners, mm. as well as yeah. what's happening on the pitch. I, you know, I can't I can't sit here and blame them. You know, they don't pick a start in 11. They don't put a mid... They don't play a false nine in a Europe, Europa semi-final, arguably our biggest game of the season. But a lot of the problem stems down, you know, the fish goes right at the top of the head, you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's very mm. negative, but it is what it is. We have to be, not just my, on this podcast channel, um, but another, we all, as a Arsenal community on YouTube or on a podcast in general, we have a responsibility to just say how it is. And yeah. sadly, this is a situation we are in. And 
things aren't going to get any yeah. better unless they make the right, unless this kind of ownership even moves on mm. or they st stick around and actually wake up and do the right moves and stop hiring the likes of uh, Vaul just because they used to be hired at Barcelona, for example. Because I, I believe that's a, the, the only reason he was hired. Oh, he's at Barcelona. Well, Look at the success they all, had. It's all short-term fixes. The man at Unai Emery's appointment. That's a mm. guy. Oh, that's a guy that's won the Europa League. He'll get us back to where we want to be. Then we yeah. can probably sack him and get who we really want. It's all about short-term. Look at Willian. Short-term signing. Maybe you'll bump us back to where we want to be. You know, the people that are around are terribly not only mm. running it, they're terribly advising the manager mm. that's now in place. Yeah. <laughs> the goalkeeper, Renarsson, was signed was on the recommendation. I'm, I'm like, you've got to get someone above that level mm. who goes, oh, this is the player that we've been talking about that we're looking at. And they go, no, no. We go back to David Dean, right? Arsene Wenger, when we signed Sol Campbell and Richard Wright, he mm. wanted Jersey Dudek. David Dean went, no, you're getting Richard right because I want more. We need more English players. We need to sign more English players. Mm. Arsene Wenger went, oh, okay then. Mm. You know, there's no one mm. above that level that's going, yeah. what are yeah. you doing? Like, that, that's what, that's why we keep saying Overmark. There's just got to be someone mm. who's had experience at a decent club and not like Sonelli because we all know what Sonelli did. You know, he had a bad rep from Barca fans before he even mm. come in. And look what you know. Look what's been alleged and what's happened there with yeah. him and the Pepe deal and everything mm, else. Yeah. Exactly. You know, I don't want to get in libelous claims. So I'll say alleged. <laughs> alleged. But, alleged. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, it's it's no. just all wrong. It's all wrong. It is. And as you said, they don't. Is that you say? And I was trying to lead on to is they don't do their due diligence. They don't. They just. Oh, you. Barcelona are mm. great. He used to work with him at that period, so he must be great. He must, he'll be, he'll be up. And they, another, another thing, they don't. Every six to eight months, they keep changing the way they want to go. They, they, they get the blueprint and they just tear it up and they start again. No matter who the manager is, even if the manager's the same person, mm. they just tear it up and go. It's like that's not going to work. How's that ever? That's never worked at any level or any era of football where you just go, well, "We're playing a certain way." You know what? I'm getting bored. I want to rip it up and start again. Like. like it's like what a toddler will do. They're drawing, they're going away, doing their thing, like, and they just get bored and go outside the line just for the sake of it. It's it's absolutely ridiculous and it's massively yeah. concerning that we're constantly, and again, that things like that are constantly happening. We, uh, Ivan Gazidis, before you there, brought in Sven Nissentat along with Robert Raul and all that, but he's brought Sven Nissentat in for a reason. And then he left not long afterwards. Then not long after he left, Sven then leaves in the summer. Is that again? Is that is that? Well, we've got an idea. We've got a, we've got a way of doing things. But you know what? We're going to just tear it up now and go bye bye. Mm. Start again. And and, and, then, and then that and model next, is what we're asking for now. Yeah. That yeah exactly. And then in the, in the middle of that, when yeah. Spin left, what did we go and do? We did we did the uh, Don Raul way of mm -hmm. a the little black book, so we say, of work with agents that we never yeah. we'd never work with. I mean, Kia Delabda, for, for example, the amount of players we had on our books up till this recently under his name. And last summer, he's walking around going on talk, talk, lots of talk sport, acting like he runs the, yes, he runs the club. Mm. Oh, they're asking to buy this one and this one and this mm. one. And guess what? They're all on my books. They're this, 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 this. And the next thing you know, obviously, uh, Val was out the door. And then suddenly, Kia went quiet. And then suddenly, and now, obviously, David Luiz is now out. One of Kia's eight uh, players. 
Woody and it looks like he wants to, he wants he wants out, and we want him out after not even a nine, not even a year, guys, not even a year, and we're gonna. But you know what? We're making profit. If he's selling, we're making profit. I don't care where he goes to. On two hundred, we're making profit. Grand a week but as well. two, yeah, two hundred grand a week, and he scored one goal. That's his only contribution this season. One shot and one, one goal. He's got the same agent as they do. And, and to elaborate yeah. on what James was saying as well about someone above, we need to, we need to see more from the assistants, Stalvin Burke yeah. and also a few rounds. I've interviewed a few assistants recently. Mm. One of them was assistant to Fernando Santos at Sporting Lisbon. And another mm. one was an assistant to Sescu at Shakhtar Desk. And they were telling me how you learn to how to behave as an assistant. And, he, and one of them made a really, really good point where if you as an assistant are not mm. helping your manager and provoking him into making mm. different decisions, you're not helping him and you're leaving him alone to do the job where it's supposed to be a collective. Mm. I think as well, with we're linked with um, the young player of Feyenoord. Stauffenberg is from yeah, Rotterdam. So he has linked for final having come from the new setup himself when you're playing and you realise as well that football I, I know myself with the players and managers that I speak to football is a really really small world but we've to come away from this the name rules we've got to start to look at, at character we've got to start to look at quality I get I get on Twitter people ridicule me all the time Mark and he's useless I think he's a brilliant footballer he's a brilliant mm. footballer and he's a Premier League winner and an FA Cup winner with Leicester. But, oh, no, he's not good mm. enough to play for Arsenal. It's James Ward-Prowse. He's played every mm. minute of the last two seasons. But he's not good enough to play for Arsenal. Rubbish. Both of them are good enough to play for Arsenal. And we've got to come away from this. I have my list of players that we can sign. Have you spoken to those players? Do you know if they want to leave? Do you know about their previous? Yeah. We've got to start to really, really dig deep and make some... Difficult decisions, which some of the fans will be unhappy about, but but that's life. And um, guys, as mm. you know, I'm an hour ahead here in in NL in Amsterdam. It's been an absolute pleasure, mm. James. In particular, you made some great points. Really enjoyed it, and I shall mm. catch you all very soon. Thank you. Thanks, thank you, James. And James, before you go, what who are who is your player of the seasons, uh, young player of the season, and flop of the season? Right, uh, I think uh, I think it would have to be Saka. I think he got mm -hmm. us out of so many uh, trials. I think Saka. Um, apart from obviously, I'm not going to say Saka for young player. Um, I would say I'll give that to Smith Rowe. I remember mm -hmm. watching Smith Rowe against our, from, for Arsenal against Sporting Lisbon in a nil-nil draw in 2018, and they were really physical that night. And you could tell he, he was he was mm -hmm. ready to play for Arsenal then. So I'll give. Young player to Smith Rowe. I think flop would be um would be uh, I think William. I think one goal, two hundred grand a week, and and always being comfortable. Um, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna put the cat among the pigeons and say that in an ideal world, I'd love a new owner. Emma. People always asking about who should we buy. I think first and foremost, we've got to go through the um. To go through the, the, the squad with a tooth cut, promote the young youth players that are good enough, get out mm. for Deadwood, and only then open up the checkbook. 
but um, be interesting yeah. to see what will happen. And uh, I'm sure there'll be lots of rumours. I mean, I see a lot, lots of Dutch players already linked, the likes of Wout uh, Berghorst, who plays for Wolfsburg, and Sven Botman, who plays for Lille. But these are two players that are ahead on their shoulders, silly, mm. and they want to win things. And Wolfsburg, and mm. Berghorst at Wolfsburg, people say, oh, he's not very good. He's an excellent footballer. He could mm. do a job for Arsenal. And Sven's won for Lille at the age of 21. So that's all you need to know, isn't it? But um, mm. both have got great futures ahead of them, I believe. And um, I look forward to catching up soon, guys. All the best. All the best, mate. Thank you. And, yeah, I was going to say as well, obviously you mentioned it, uh, James mentioned it before, about obviously the uh, young player here, because I, I saw his tweet and I put a poll out, basically, and... I basically said, based on last last summer when he when it was um, a coach recommend uh, recommended Renarsson and that, how that's backfired and how it's all gone to pot basically in that player and doesn't look like he's got a future at the club. This was a gist of what I was trying to say. Do you think I was put the poll out saying, do you think it would be a massive mistake for Arteta to continue taking recommendations from his coaches? And I think the poll finished. I'm going to double check it now, but I've got a bit of abuse—not not abuse, but mm-hmm. abuse of a of a certain standard, but not like you know, I'll bet you're this or that, the other. But <laughs> I just—I basically I came back and they said, "Look, I, don't, I have no, I have no problem with um, players being recommended to the manager and him having a look and the club coming together and sorting things out." Like we mentioned before, David Dean, the David when David Dean was at the club. But I'm not comfortable with coaches that are hired to be coaches telling our manager who we should sign. Yeah. And James made a good point of when you're watching them on the touchlines hmm. and everything else, and in getting it there in game management to help Arteta, where is it? Yeah. Where is it? You you gotta remember these guys, all right, these guys are flops, right? In, in the yeah. nicest possible way. These are guys that Okay, Steve Round did very, very well at Everton to get them where they were with Moisey, right? He goes to Man United with Moisey, flops it. Yeah. yeah. Completely. This is a guy that took Rio Ferdinand and Nemanja Vidic the year after they've just watched the league, uh, sorry, won the league, sorry, to watch <laughs> a video on Sylvan Distan and Jagielka at Everton and go, I want you two to defend just like that. Apparently, Rio Ferdinand and Vidic slammed the door shut, and Rio went to him. Well, I'm going as soon as I can. I'm leaving. I'm like, we've just won. We've just won the Prem, and he's telling me how to play like this, Dan and Jagger. That's how they want us to play. You know, do the out the back stuff. And I, I hate Man United. I have done. I'm a child of the '90s, so hmm. it is ingrained. Sorry, Rio Ferdinand and the Man and Vidic together. Oh my word! They'd, they'd they, be walking into any Premier League team as a partnership. Even yeah. if they, if if they weren't the age they are now, they are the two. <laughs> they're the pinnacle of what you'd want in two centre backs. And the other guy is Stuyvesant or whatever his name is. Um, obviously, he recommended Odegaard because he's seen him play. Sander Burge is being recommended. Mm. Sander Burge is a guy that has, and people go, "Oh yeah," but you all you do is stats, stats, stats. Yeah, you do stats, but you also do the eye test. Hmm. Statistically, this guy is no better than El Nenny. And everyone tells me El Nenny is not good enough to play for Arsenal. So if yeah. he's not good enough, 
What makes Sander Burge better? better? Exactly. This is what I've... I've... Sander Burge is no upgrade on Granite Jacker no, to me. No, no. Is that, is that I'm saying? This is what I've been saying yeah. that ever since he's yeah. named Van Danar Foat sort of after Basuma and all that. Like, mm-hmm. Mate, no, 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 no. Hell, and please, people, no. people go, oh, yeah, but look at the look at the Liverpool when they bought uh, Wine Alden when Newcastle went down or when they bought Robertson from... I'm like, yeah, but you could see they were good players. Mm. You could see they, they came... were good before then. Yeah. And before one out and went to Newcastle, we had a reputation in Holland because he came from Holland, obviously. And he had the potential there. And he was obviously raved about in Holland. And obviously, Newcastle didn't work out that season. Yeah. But you, could, you knew there was something, there was a player there, as you said. Mm-hmm. And but then again, same, same, same. Jonathan, Jonathan's just put the comment in as well. Moyes has learned from it. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Because he, yeah. Didn't take, he didn't take them to West Ham. Yeah. They were still, before Arteta come along, Moyes was at West Ham before. He never took them with him. Hmm. He got new people. He got Nolan and Alan Irvine. Yeah. So Stuart Pearce. Y- yes. Yeah. Exactly. And again, but yeah, but yeah, West- these guys are good enough. I-, I think Arteta was. I I remember reading at the time he desperately wanted either Cazorla or Xabi Alonso with him, didn't he? Alonso, he wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Massively, yeah. yeah. And and they were like Xabi Alonso was like, no, I'm doing my own stuff at Sociedad, isn't it? Where he is. I, I think so. I think yeah. so. And. Um, you know, he, he he stuck with people that were obviously familiar to him. He knew Round from mm. Everton. He was like a father yeah. figure to him when he went to Everton. Mm. So he was like, you know, again, it's it's not, you know, I'm appointing my mates and everything else like that. It's just what you feel comfortable with. And mm. again, if that's the case, then they've got to challenge more because it's like what James said, it will make him a better manager. Mm. Well, also, I mean, touching on that, it's... The fact of oh, someone mentioned about Freddie before about how bad he is treated as an interim. I've vowed it home since since Arteta has been hired that the way that the, 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 club, the owners and the club threw Freddie under the bus because to say to someone you're an interim, but you know what, no matter how good you are, how much great you do in the meantime, you ain't get, you ain't getting considered. How the hell is he? Not just saying it privately, you're saying it publicly so the players see it, the fans see it. How the hell is he going to get a tune out of these players and get a, a turn in the results then? And then your hands then forced to then go and ramp up the pressure on getting our set through the door the way you did. Yeah. And then he wonder why. Literally, he sees out the season with the club and then, and then goes, you know what? I'm okay. called the season's now done finally. Obviously, a couple few months later, than usual. yeah, I'm out of here. Bye. He, because of how bad he was treated. The guy, the guy was loved. At the, he did a fantastic job at the youth level. He also he got promoted on the back of that, and he got treated like picked a shirt on the bottom of my fucking foot, basically. And he's like, "Well, hang on, look, what hang, you've replaced me as I was an interim, but you've then took that interim role off me for someone who's got less experience than me, and I've got to be his right hand man." No, 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 I can't be after that. Piss off, go away. And I don't you know, blame you, him. You know what? You know what it was was um, when he was there, obviously, he sussed Ozil out right away. And do you remember the last game that he played, Hmm. where it was the Everton game, where Ancelotti and um, Arteta were sat there as if to be like, well, we're both, you know, (laughs) we're both going to have new jobs in a couple of days. Um, Hmm. Lundberg speaks his mind. And Lundberg, Lundberg would not be afraid to stand there and go, look, most of these problems are coming from these dippos that are above my head. And that's mm. not what they want. 
they want somebody that just toes the yeah. line. You know, yeah. you and I, Emery, that was there before, couldn't communicate that probably. He didn't have the English vocabulary to explain that them lot above him aren't doing. Look at the interviews he did afterwards, where he was like, I wanted Fabinho, I wanted Zaha. I can't remember who the centre was. It Maguire or someone he was looking. He wanted as well. Another centre back. And he wanted Enzonzi. He wanted. He basically yeah. wanted every player he wanted. He never got. Yes. He, yeah. he got given Socrates. He got given Lukatea. Yeah. He got given uh, Pepe instead of uh, Wilfred Zaha. Mm. After chasing Zaha all summer, they didn't ask me. He went, "No, we're actually going to go for Pepe." Yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah. And then uh, Thomas Partey. He's another mm -hmm. player. Yeah, wants. that was one he yeah. wanted as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fast all twelve months, you get him. Yeah. <laughs> but he's not here. <laughs> yeah. No. So, you know, I think that's the main reason why Lundberg was chucked out like he was because Lundberg, like you said earlier, this is not going to compare him in any way, shape, or form. But like you said about Diego Simeone, I don't take crap. Lundberg mm. had that. Lundberg had that already. Because mm. Lundberg was a player. Lundberg was a top player. He won everything in our league that had to be won. Well, we have, we've also heard. Um, Sorry, apart from a league cup, he won. He won yeah. yeah, yeah. We we we've we also heard speculation. We both times we've interview, interviewed Allegri. The first time, especially, he he they, when it came to him asking them questions, he went, "Okay, you want me? I want obviously want the job, but you know what? I want you to sell me the project." And they thought it was arrogant, yeah. but convinced me, convinced me, the manager that that mm -hmm. I want to be want to be here. And leave Juventus and when you where Juventus were domestic yeah. at the time, yeah, and they saw that as arrogant. And I'm like, that's again, that's massive, that's a massive concern for me. And it, mm -hmm. it went from almost having an allegory to Arteta or Unai Emery, and then obviously Unai Emery, then Arteta later on down the line, yeah. And when it, when Arteta was hired, I did a did a live stream with uh, Colin and James, and I say, why it does seem like we're like we're so, we're now set up to be a. Uh, a guinea pig, basically, for Arteta to learn his trade. Why can't he go? Why couldn't he have gone elsewhere and learnt the trade beforehand? Because we are. I don't care what anyone says. As a, again, this might be a bit biased from being a Arsenal fan, but we are a big club. We're not. We don't. We know. We, we may not be competing like a big club or acting like one, but the name itself and everything Avenger built and the previous regime before Kwanke came along built. It. We are a big club. We are a big attraction, yeah. like you said. Like you said earlier, because of the name, because of where, where we are in Premier League, location-wise, yeah. a, a manager would obviously come along and take the job that they were given it. They would love to, the job. We saw Benitez literally doing a come, come get me plea when we were interviewing to replace Unai Emery on Sky Sports. Mm -hmm. I mean, what does that tell you? I mean, but it is, as I said, but it's, obviously times are different. But it's one of the main things that we are a big port. The big managers will want to be because it's more yeah. of an ego thing as well. Yeah. Any the manager, thing, thing any well manager is, wants to, like, like in company came in at Liverpool. Yeah. Liverpool were nowhere near what they are now. Yeah. Nowhere near. They were pretty the much. Other, the other, the other caveat that I always say, and I get a lot of flack from Arsenal fans when I say this, is, is most managers around the world will go. I've only got to get top four. I ain't got to mm. win them in the league. I've only mm. got to make top four. Mm. So. <laughs> You know, there's 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 probably managers out there that are currently unemployed that look at the squad even now without even investing, going, "Well, I could get them higher than ninth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know. What I can say. Sorry, was, was it eighth? 
Yeah, eight. Eight. Sorry, sorry, I'm wrong place. It may as well. Yeah, I can get them above eight. Yeah. They would look and go, with that squad, I could get them higher than eight. And this is this is the thing with the squad of players we had this season. We shouldn't not we shouldn't be finishing eighth or no. anything under or no. in that. We should be, and people will go. Well, we finished eighth, but we're six points off top four. Like, Hang on, look at the look at the money we've got. We've thrown at this situation, this club, this squad. Yeah, we've given our captain, who's not really a captain in my eyes, but he's a club captain. We've given him a, a new deal, three hundred three hundred k, three hundred fifty k a week, and his forms has gone since then. We've got Woody Ann on a free, gave him 200k, and he's gone. Pfft. We've got David Louise, we've got um, Thomas, we've got Thomas Parting from Atletico, we've got Bert Leno in go, who's dropped off massively this season, but we've got players, just senior players there that are good enough to get in a, that, that's in the normal, under a good yeah. manager to be in the top four. Whereas you got, got Lassenach still earning nearly 80, 90 k a week, and he's he's long. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, he's coming. He's coming back as well. That's fucking fantastic. Yeah. That is no, Jesus no, no, Christ. No, 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 he'll be sold. He'll be sold. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, all jokes aside. But but the point is, that we have this. We have these personnel players that we should be getting a top four spot, no matter what. No, that's not that being an arrogant thing. But the, the money that you're throwing at a situation, the personnel we have, we shouldn't be struggling to be. Outs, not even outside of Europe, for fuck's sake. We're outside of we finished outside of Europe two, uh, in terms of league spot, two years on the trot now, and people will go, "Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah you only had half a season." Okay, yeah, at first you, you sort of go, "Okay, yeah, fair enough, you know what?" But second time round, in their full season, and then you get the, you get the now you get the stats from the people that are still hell bent at Arteta's our man, he's our manager, this that and the other. Well, if you look at the league table from the, from Boxing Day, Boxing Day till the end of the season, we will be third. Well, the season doesn't start in fucking Boxing Day. It starts in yeah. well this this yeah. this season that's just gone September twelfth. It started then. That's when it started. It ends on May twenty twenty third, twenty third, twenty fourth, give or take, whatever. That's when it ends. That's your that's your period. We can't. And when you finish after the thirty eighth game, that's it. Mm-hmm. The fact of the matter is, he's had a full season in charge. We have got. He's been massively he's made errors after error. He, treat, he treats players differently to others. He threw Pepe into the bus live on TV. We played as Jacques, no protected him no matter what. We have protected him no matter what and played him constantly. No, no matter how bad Woody Ann was, he consistently played him. We saw Willock at the start of the European campaign, two, back to back in a space of seven days, got a man in a match in European competition. No matter who the opposition is, he's still got a man in a match and he was getting dropped in the league games. He's not getting a award and then he gets sipped out to Newcastle. And look what he's done there. Now it's Newcastle, but still he's, he's stepped up. Mm-hmm. We're seeing the, a, a good player in there. There's, there's a potentially good player there at our disposal. We're not managing and getting the best out of him. And he stumbled by the skin of his teeth over a situation in terms of Martinelli, Smith, Furrow and Saka on Boxing Day, that saved his, that's literally, as far as I'm concerned, saved his job. Getting that result against Chelsea saved him. Mm. And I've been saying all season, if there was fans in the stadium from day one, he would have, he would have been gone after Leicester or Aston Villa, especially after Aston Villa, where he was just well, capitulated I, after. I, I, I know there was only a few fans in there for Burnley, but I thought he was mm. lucky to make it out then. Exactly. I mean, and he's, but he's not learned, he's never learned from the mistakes. He's constantly making the same mistakes mm. over and over again. He's been he's been in charge now for a year and a half, basically now. 
feeling mm. he got hired last December, like December four and all that. Year and a half, he doesn't know his best eleven. He constantly changes his back back four. His spine, as he said, because he changes his back four, it isn't yeah. what it should be. He constantly changes the midfield. He puts the he puts a part uh, and Jack are available, but there's a situation where Tini, after the season where Tini's been injured, he puts Jacka at left back and then puts just puts a band aid basically next to bloody Thomas Party. For example, Danny Sabias, someone that's not committed to the club long term, who's yeah. obviously by the way confirmed that he's, he is not coming back. That's it. This that, and the other. Good luck to him and all that. But and El Nenny and this, that, but it's and. And again, we've got player, and the thing that annoyed me most when with Granite Jacker being played at left back because we've got a player on the bench consistently playing left that can play left back. Mm-hmm. He's not a natural left back, but he can play left back. Yeah, I mean, this is this is an argument I had the other day. I, I, constant, but Cedric it's, it's, was brought it's, it's, in to help him get to the Euros for Portugal. Yeah, I, I'm like that guy must hate you, or, or he must, yeah. or he must be the most nicest guy in the world. Because if it was me, I'd be like. Hang on a sec. You played a centre midfielder at left back instead of me. It's made him I'm look bad. Go- yeah, I'm not going to the Euros now. Yeah, I'm not going. Of that. I, I, yeah, that's what you said. I 100 agree that that's the reason because the Portugal manager would have seen that and gone, mm-hmm. "Hang on, centre mid playing your well, position. What the hell?" Is he, he Cedric's either the nicest guy in the world or he's paid very, very well. well and he doesn't care. <laughs> it's well, one or the other. It's one or the other. Well, well, I've heard things that he's absolutely livid with Arteta after one mistake. Well, he he's been be. dropped, and he should be. That's yeah. exactly said. He should be. That's the mentality again. That's the mentality we should have. And we hear, we've heard. And if you look the at the non-negotiables, mistake, if you look at the mistake that he made, right? Okay, it was a howler, yeah. Hmm. But Rob Holding could have bailed him out. Yeah, and I think Rob Holding's had a much better season than other people. I think Rob Holding should stay as a squad player. I don't see him as a starter, but I would definitely have him as a squad player. But when that mistake happened, yeah, you know, Cedric made the mistake, but Holding, you know, Holding could have still put the fire out. But he, he let, hmm. I mean, you let Watkins turn and have that much. He, he must have been licking his lips thinking, I've got all the time in the world to turn and smack that. Um. I don't know what's going on in the chat, by the way. Can someone update? Because there's apparently there's a bit of a kickoff in the chat. And I don't know what's going on. So oh, someone update no. me quickly. <laughs> someone update me and let me know, and I'll put an end to it because I don't. There's no need. For, there's no need for kicking <laughs> off and all that crap. But yeah, I mean, and also there's there's, there's also that as well. Like, like, just before the season starts, where he's too, he's he's back and forth with one minute um, Ainsley's off to Wolves. Last minute pulls the rug. Don't stay in port. Doesn't play, but doesn't play him again. But then doesn't play him, and then loans him back to West Brom. Holding on the verge of going to Newcastle on over the season. Last minute, no, I want you. I need you here. It it's so many again. It's them things. It's that hesitant of not being not sure of what you want to do. Mm-hmm. It seeps into the players, and then with, yeah. it's, an, it's an experience. Yeah, it's, it's, it, that's the main thing. It's an experience. Yeah, exactly. And that's and that's the main concern for me. That going forward, he he, he hasn't learned that. Always, he's shown he's he's shown me no sign this season that he's gonna improve. Yeah, but he's gonna learn from his mistakes. Full stop. Mm-hmm. So for me, the he should have after the after the game on Sunday, we should have, we should have had a statement come out about an hour or two afterwards saying we parted company. We're now looking for a new new manager of Arsenal Football Club. 
but we're not seeing that. Yeah. And that's concerning. That again, after all the PR bollocks that's ran down our throat, that Stan Kroenke and Josh, they want to get us back competing, back in Europe, winning the Champions League, winning the league, Premier League. Well, hang on, you're letting someone take us down further and further. It's not done anything mistakes. What's it to be? You're, just, you're proving the fans right because we've always said you don't care and you're proving us right. You're lies yeah, or this and, or that. And the thing is, as well, is you... People will... St they'll, they'll start pumping out, oh, you know, the Euros is on and it's just after a pandemic and the market and... I don't want to hear it. No. I don't want to hear it. If you're serious, if you're serious, and again, if you're backing this manager, like you keep telling us, all, the, all your feed into... Ornstein and everybody else's, this is our man, this is the guy, da, da, da. then you got to show it because me, you know, Hartley is saying, oh, there's going to be a sow and it's going to be great, we're going to get someone new in and everything's going to be hunky-dory. But my head, my head is like, they're, they're both staying. Hmm. So I've got to back them begrudgingly. It's not what I want to do, but it's what's no. going to happen. So begrudgingly, I have to accept that. And you got to show, you know, you got to show us. None of this be excited, bollocks. Just, oh, just, just, I would rather you be completely quiet and just go about, you know, like I've got here, a little pen, little bit of paper. Right. I need, you know, if Leno's going to go, I need a top-tier goalkeeper. Now, the top-tier goalkeeper that I wanted, Magnan from Lille, is apparently mm. signing for AC Milan because Donnarumma's <laughs> leaving. So he's gone now. So that's one of the goalkeepers I wanted gone. The next and, one's Donnarumma. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but um, this is the thing. I'm like, you know, if because he's over here, and like I said, you've got to stay over here now, mate. You can't go back. You can't be. Your full focus has to be Arsenal. Is yeah, exactly. It's, and it's like you said. It's like you said earlier in the in the in the podcast. If he's not going to do that, he needs to hire someone that will. Yeah, that, someone that's yeah, uh, or, or the get eyes. Out. Yeah, the, the, yeah, that or that. The lat yeah. the lat that being the obvious choice that, for everyone, but. If you're going to stay, but you can't come, you can't come over and commit. You need to you need to hire someone here that have, that knows the club, knows football, knows what they're doing. Mm -hmm. that, that can be your eyes and ears, and be your communicator yeah. between yeah. us and them. Yeah. Instead of this hands-off approach, because it's not working. No. What what in what universe do they think this is working? In what universe do they think? Because I've listened back to the uh, forum they did a few weeks ago after the Super League fell apart. Well, you could tell Josh and uh, Vinay didn't want to be there, but they were just there to uh, damage control, basically. Yeah. But what universe did they did Josh ever believe that we ever trusted these people, mm -hmm. him or his dad? This is this is the thing. Now, if you want to win the Premier League, you got to spend it to get it, yeah. or you got to love it because the last one before that is less people argue. Well, it's not really an argument, but you look at Leicester. Okay, they had a foreign investment and they bought quite a few good players and everything else. But they went for a risky appointment in Ranieri. That was mm. not uh, where was he? Cyprus was he Cyprus national team manager or something and flopped. Mm. And everyone went Ranieri, Re really? Claudio Ranieri. And yeah. and you fluked it and you went for it and that probably isn't. But then again, people go Liverpool. Liverpool's owners aren't really talked about as being the greatest, but mm. they banked on a big manager. And then what did they do with that big manager? They bankrolled every single thing he wanted. Mm. Goalkeeper, mm. centre-back, 
wingers, midfielders. Yeah. Whatever he wanted, he yeah. got. Yeah. No, 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 yeah. I want this though. Actually, you want you want Mane? No, we'll go with, for example, Theo Walcott. For example, yeah, just to throw yeah. it out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's it, so if they're not going to spend big, then you got to appoint someone that's going to do that job for you, or or otherwise you're just going to stay yeah. as we are now. And no, <laughs> no, exactly. no, I can't. <laughs> no, no, because uh, I think I've, as I said, I've, I've been watching a few of James's uh, appearances on other pod channels and what he puts out on Twitter as well. And he's right under this ownership. I am like him, very sad that. In, the way they're going, the way they handle things, that we could be yeah. relegated. Yes. And uh, it's not, yeah. again, like I said earlier, there's no guarantee we're going to come back, that we're going, we're going to come straight back because they're not built like that. No, no, no. I, my <laughs> my dad years ago was saying that this, the way this club's going, we're going to be the new leads. And I would dismiss him. I'd tell him that, no, dad, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. And it, I, I, had to, I have to apologize to him now. And go, you, you could be right. You could mm. be right. Do you obviously before you start wrapping things up soon? Um, do you think there's any there's any sort of wiggle room for Daniel Ek to get his way here? And obviously Burkamp. The fact that Burkamp Vieira now coming out along with on Oxon Reeves first to come out, and then Burkamp, and then Vieira over the weekend has said what he's had to say as well. Mm. So they're not going. It doesn't think it doesn't seem like any of them are going away. They're they're here for the long run. And he's been aggressive for what Burkett said. He's, he hasn't just made the one, but he's made multiple bids yeah, now. Yeah. So he's been more aggressive than fucking De- Uzumov ever was. And we look at how, look over here, look at how we all wanted Uzumov to take over from Kronke and buy him out. Yeah, yeah, Uzumov yeah. was very standoffish. He played made that first yeah, bid. Re- sat- re- remember the banners that were put up: "Love Arsenal, yeah, hate yeah. Uzumov." Yeah, know, exactly. People did it. Oh yeah. no, we don't want to do it that way. Oh, we don't mm. want to be like Chelsea. Don't, I'd rather, I'd rather be like Chelsea now. Yeah, I'd, I'd love exactly. to be like Chelsea. Yeah. And another <laughs> thing you mentioned earlier about Chelsea, obviously, you and Man City, the, the mentality that in terms of Man uh, Chelsea, not just they're not just um, sugar daddy. Obviously, Roman's not just a sugar daddy mm. to the club. He has a, he, he demands nothing more than the best. He wants yeah. to be number one, no mm. matter what. Hence, why it is a Roller coaster in, out, in, out, but mentality of the hiring and finding managers. If you don't, he sets targets. If you ain't going to meet them, you're out. Yeah. No matter who you are. Yep. And it's never going to change. And again, yep. that, and that mentality seeps through the whole club, all the way through the, into the coaching staff, who they may be, into the players. And even when it seeps into the players, it doesn't come out of them when the players and the manager get sacked. It stays within them because yeah. they know the, what, what is expected. We haven't had that since Conky's arrived on these shores to start buying shares at this club. It's slowly and gradually. The second he became a jointed shareholder back in 2010, 2011, whenever it was, I think it was 20, yeah, 2010, that he officially started becoming a jointed shareholder. This, what we're seeing now, was a long time coming. It has yeah. been coming literally yeah. year by year. We're going backwards and backwards and backwards. We've mm. been... We'd always fight for fourth and just get over the line, see off the Aston Villas of this world back when I might know Neil was here and all that. And now we're in, a, we're in a position where we've fallen out of Champions League and then we've not, we're not just fallen out of Champions League, we've then, over the last four years, now fallen out of Europe. 25 years, as we say, 25 years. No other club in England has done that in, in, in this day and age. And yet, that's gone now. Where's us back? Where's, and now we've got a rebuild. And it, as we say, it's, it's going to be an absolutely 
humongous summer, no matter if Joss stays, or if Joss and Stan stay, or Daniel comes in, whoever, whoever's owner of this club has got a massive job to do. Yeah. It, it was massive in January when we got rid of all those big earners. Mm. Everyone was going, well, Christ, okay, this is going to... But it's, it's even bigger than that now. It was bigger then. It was mm. bigger in January. In January, it was a big job. Now it's even bigger. It's even bigger because, yeah. for me, I'm like, come, what, October end of October slash start of November, mm. if we're not comfortably in the top four by about six or nine points, mm. see you later. See you later. Yeah. There's no I mean, excuse. That... We're playing less games. Yeah. With than, the, all the yes. other, than all these others. They're yeah. tra- you know, some of the other rivals, they're traveling, especially one Back rival. Yeah. <laughs> they're going even further. <laughs> than, than, to turn back to and back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I don't, you know, oh, I, you, we've got to come out the blocks flying from our first, oh, yeah. whatever that, our first game is. Yeah, no matter who the manager first, is. Yeah, yeah, you, we got to part, we got to start mm. going. Yeah. Going. Exactly. I mean, uh, Gary in the chat says, uh, Arsenal don't need a Mr. Moneybags. We're not saying that we need a, someone that's sugar daddy. We're just saying we need a, an owner that. Yes cares that knows what he's doing yeah. and as you say it goes on to say arsenal needs an owner a board who demand accountability from their employees mm-hmm. exactly that's what we're not having at the moment yeah and that's what we want and i think that daniel weck you'll get that especially with the consortium he's built around him in terms of the Henri burke and Vieira of that generation that you inherited a mentality yeah of demanding mm-hmm. and having accountability for their own Fuck up, so J- James said it earlier. Dennis Burkham don't really talk much. No, and the fact he's I come remember, out. But I remember Ian Wright always used to say, and Ian Wright's hero. Oh, Ian, you know, Ian Wright loves him. Ian Wright loves him. <laughs> well, Ian Wright said, when Dennis Burkham speaks, you listen. Hmm. And that's, yeah. you know, that's what's the, quote, that, the quotes that, that come out from him. Yeah. That made me think, well, okay. Okay. Because there. there's yeah, a lot of people cool. saying this is a PR stunt for him to get more people to sign up to Spotify. And I'm like, well, that don't indicate that from Burke what Dennis, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Out of the, out of the, three, uh, out of the three ex-players that have been put into this consortium, that's the one I've listened to. That's mm-hmm. the one I read. And mm-hmm. I can believe there's, me, there's not, it's not publicity. I've been saying it from day mm-hmm. one, it's not publicity, but that's, that confirms it. There's meat to the bone. He's not giving up. He's not just going, oh, there's a bid. You've rejected this. I'm going to go. It's stay on the table. I'm just going to go away now and wait for you to come back to me. He's gone back and gone, no. Oh, there's another bid. And now we're hearing of, and since all that's come out, we're hearing that uh, Stan will, would be willing to sell for sell his club for around two billion. And people are going, well, that's most of the um, Daniel's net, yeah. Daniel X net worth, and all that. Where you'd have no money for us. I mean, you've got to remember, there's going to with a consortium. There's going to be the play, people that we know, obviously Daniel X and Vieira back up on me. There's going to be people. There's people in that consortium as we speak. Oh, yeah. the, silent, the silent members, I would say, the ones that don't put themselves out there, the ones that are just that are funding it basically, and put, that have a place in the board if they if it's supposed to go through. Yeah. That, do you not think if you know if it's going to okay if, if, if it's, it's going to if it's not Daniel Eck, whoever it could be who owns it, do you not think when they come in, they can't go to with all their businesses and all the people they know, you know, networking mm. and everything? Else, do you not think they might have a mate? Who's even richer than them that they could go to and go, mate? I own this football club here. Like, come, come, have a look at this. What I've got. Like, come and get involved. Because that's what all the others do. Look at the um, look at the guy that used to be with us. That's now at Everton. He brought 
Yeah, he's oh, got Usman off. Yeah, um, yeah. What's, his, what's the guy's name? Oh. He's got Usman. Yeah, because he sold his shirts to Usman in the first yeah. place at Arsenal. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's at Everton now, and he's brought Usmanov. Usmanov's bought that whole new training ground. They've got that new ground that the they're fun, moving into. The fun, yeah, the yeah. Fun of the new ground and all that. What was that guy's name? Was it? Oh, was, was it? It wasn't Mashari, was it? I think it might have been. It rings the bell. Let's quickly do. <laughs> I don't want you to have dead air. I'll quickly do a Google if you want to pull something. Yeah, no, Mashiri. That's, Mashiri. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. Yeah, I was right. Yeah, yeah. He's got he's yeah. got Usmanov in there, paying for everything, but he's yeah. the face. Yeah. Yeah. And look at and that was, again the mentality there. I know, I know they've they've since he's come along, um, they've hired he's they've hired they've brought in um, some. Plays that have potential but not quite there. But there's there's an idea in place. There's a yeah. there's a philosophy. You don't you don't go for your first manager that you prop the first manager you actually properly hire in Carlo Ancelotti if you don't have an idea of where you want to be and where you want to go. And he doesn't yeah. bite. And Ancelotti doesn't turn up and goes, "Oh yeah, Everton, yeah, why not?" Mm -hmm. so for the sake of it. Mm -hmm. And hey. their, sta their, their statements that they pump out as well is it's like they said they went look Manchester has one team in red, one team in blue, and everyone talks about that city. We're mm. going to have people talking about that. As soon as Liverpool won the league, they went, we're going to turn this city into the blue and red of the UK. That will be the yeah. rivalry, not the one that's further down. So, you know, they're talking a big game, and they're doing the bits. Okay, you're right, they flopped it. They didn't get where they wanted to go. It's a process. But it's, for them, yeah, it's and, a process. And Ancelotti's experience, and he'll learn, mm. like you said, about learning. And Duncan Ferguson, you know, that's a guy that ain't going to take crap. <laughs> <laughs> so he'll probably be yagging him on going, hey, look. And you know what? Everton, they might sell one or two that they've got there. That, mm. uh, their fans, but it'll be how they reinvest that money and go. Mm. Calvert-Lewin might not stay there forever. Or maybe might be gone with some of maybe. But yeah, whoever. But they'll reinvest that money and they'll try everything mm. to get to get to where they need to be. Mm. And you know we've got to, we've got to try and do the same yeah ex exactly i mean that, that comes that again that goes for whoever yeah. who have whoever will be the owner of this club come or this obviously this next season basically going forward yeah, yeah. if it's daniel don't, don't again don't get toys at him no matter how if he does get it over the line don't expect things to change overnight he's got a lot of no matter who comes in if it was a new owner They've got a massive mess to fucking fix because of these, these idiots in charge at the moment. Let's be, be, be bluntly. Mm -hmm. And if it's the same owner, but a new manager, they've got they've, they've still got a, a, a mess to sort out the, play, the, the player personnel. Because as I said earlier, you've got you're then that's a manager inheriting three managers worth of players. Yeah. In terms of you've got Jacker there from fucking back in Wenger's day, for example. Yeah. Bellerin could be, I don't know what's happening with Bellerin. He might be gone, he might be staying. We don't know. But there's players there still from Wenger's time, and how long? Mm -hmm. Well, well, we're in 2021. That's what four years ago now. Yeah, we're still not got rid of all the Wenger players. We've got Unai players as well, obviously because today and uh, Guendouzi could be going. But we've still still got them sort of players there. We've got a, a majority of our set of players that he wants and that he brought in this, that, and the other. So then that person's got to come in, as I said earlier, do a Jules Graham and say, you know what, his depending on when they get brought in all right we'll give you the pre-season you've got to prove prove to me that you're going to bend the knee to me and basically play the way i want to play if not i'm going to get you i'll get you out of it but in the meantime work for me and i'll help you and you help me out i'll help you out basically mm -hmm. 
but he's got to have to, he's got to find a balance because I don't I don't believe this owner's will back whoever the manager is they will not back that person no matter who it is. Uh, well, and he's got and he's got the, to work yeah. the market to benefit mm. him. And that's as it. I said, that's it. We got we just got to be more we just got to be more clever because mm. we're not gonna people go oh yeah no if they want to prove it they've got to give him 250 300 million we're not going to they're not going to give him 250 to 300 million they're just not going to they're they're not them people they're not them people so it's a case of being quick like i said earlier i don't want to hear all this oh the euros is on and you know we want to watch it you know we don't want to do transfer stuff we just want to we want to watch the games no Oh, it's it's after a <laughs> pandemic. No, because other club other clubs will go about doing their di- as soon as that transfer window opens. I bet you Chelsea, City, and all the others will have at least two or three sorted. Hmm. You know, yeah, I reckon okay. after Sunday, before Guardiola get well, maybe even after Guardiola has the game Saturday, regardless of hmm. the result, they're going to go to him. What do you need to do this again next hmm. year? And not only, you know, win the league, but maybe win the champion. You know, what, what's it going to take for you to retain both of these next year, Pep? What mm. do you need? What, mm. you know, and they and they go and get it done. Yeah, and yeah, they've was... got the money to go and do it. But, you know. But it's also having the right person. It's not all, it's, as it yeah. was to try to say, it's not about having just the money. It's having the right mm. personnel in mm-hmm. place yeah. in the right areas yep. for the entire club. And, yep. and then having, and then installing through that, installing the mentality like you see at Chelsea and Man City, of wanting to be the best. Yeah. Win, 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 win at all costs. Mm-hmm. So money's one thing, but you've got to have the right players, the right, the right, players, yeah. the right personnel in terms of the board, all the board, all the way down to the personnel on the pitch. Exactly. Until that happens, you won't see any change at Arsenal. Nope. Let's be honest. And this is why I've always, this is why I've been saying, I'm repeat myself all season. I've been saying, <laughs> you, if you want to, if you, if the Conkeys are going to stay and they're going to do this and this and the other, they want to get fans back on board and show that they can, they actually do give a shit and they want to change the mentality and demand and win this, that and the other. You get, Vinay can piss off now fully, bring in David O'Leary, put David O'Leary in Vinay's place, uh, bring over Mars in, Edu can, Eddie can go and learn his trade elsewhere. Bring over Mars in someone that knows what he's doing of, and go and get. Well, then you got. Then you got. Marco Mars, who's an experienced me, man in his role. Ed, Edu no, don't really. For me, Edu don't have to go. Ed, Edu can still stay. Can work, no, but I'm saying he can work alongside. Yeah. I'm not saying Edu yeah, go yeah. out. I'm saying Edu can work alongside mm-hmm. over Mars for a few years and learn the trade that way. Because otherwise, you've got a the benefit, Yeah, the benefit that Edu has is a bit like when Wenger was here beforehand years and years mm. ago, he had that scoop on the French market before everybody mm. else. That yeah. guy knows that there's players out there in Brazil like Martinelli, like every, and he can go bang, mm. bang, bang, bang. Let's get, but, but have it collaboratively. Like you've yeah. said, Overmars yeah. could probably teach him more. Yeah. That's what, get, that's yeah get these people to help. Yeah, exactly. And, and cause as it sounds, we've got a rookie manager, a rookie, with all due respect, with any director of football, because mm-hmm. all he knows is the start the Brazilian market. Yeah, we can combine what he knows and what Overmars already knows with the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. You, you, could, you, could, you could you could make something so unique and so different that takes us in a positive direction. And then again, as I said, David O'Leary replacing Vinay. You've got someone that cares about the club, but knows the club, that the fans love and know, that have the best interests of the club at heart, and can be your eyes and ears as well. 
And then also, if you want, if you want, for example, if you want David to just concentrate on one part of things, you can then also go and get the likes of um, your Tony Adams of this world or whatever, someone that's going to be the eyes and ears that can just be on the board and be your eyes and ears here, and communicate yeah. to you back and forth every week or whatever. Look, this is what's going right or this is what's going wrong. This is where we need to sort things out, address. This person isn't stepping up in this role. He needs to go. This person needs to come in. It, and build that sort of connection again. Maybe start going in the right direction, and then doing all that on the board level, you then once you've done that, need to then address the manager role because Arteta hasn't worked. No matter how much we want it to work as a fan base, because we don't want to become a sacking club, this that and the other. Whatever you want to look yeah. at it, but it hasn't worked. So he has to be sacked. I'm sorry to say, he has to be sacked. End of. You then have to then go out and hire an ex not just an experienced manager, but a, a manager where you're going to stick with for three, four years and back him for them three, four years yeah. to the point where and he's going to have men behind him, like the Overmars and all that, where he hasn't got to put it all on him. He's, all he has to do is be the head coach. Don't give him a manager's role, give him a head coach role. That's the best, that's the mistake that Arsenal, the Cronkies have made. Well, he started off where he's running that fake up, you're the manager now. And put more responsibility. No, just hire a head coach. So that's going to be the, the literal go-between of, okay, I want these players, but at the same time, I'm going to leave you to do that over Mars and Edu or whoever, but I'm going to just concentrate on the training pitch week yeah. in, week out. And as you said, next season, games, we've got 38 games, the games, a few FA Cup games if we get lucky enough and the yeah. Cup. So the, most of the season, he's going to be literally from Saturday to Saturday, Mm -hmm. you know that's little spot yeah. on a, on and, a training pitch with the coming players out, the it was coming out from the club as well that they hated the Thursday Sunday the players yeah. hated it the, 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 the staff you know the medical staff everything so I'm like well you've got everything now sort of mm. comfortable more com well, more comfortable per se more easy yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and I'm, I'm like I don't want to hear excuses I don't want to hear yeah. the excuses like I said earlier mm. you've got to be six or nine points comfortably in top four but October, yeah. October, early November. October, November. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, otherwise, jog on. Exactly. Got, they, they've got to go. If the if the owners aren't going to go, it falls on the manager, and the, yeah, the manager's mm. got to go. Uh, Fabrizio's pet My phone's now going mad <laughs> because Fabrizio's now tweeting for God's sake. Yay! <laughs> uh, Who are we signing? <laughs> well, according to him, uh, Ben Dwyer is one of Arsenal's options. We've known it for the last twelve months. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'd like uh, it to be. Uh, that Arsenal are seriously considering it as a potential new signing. He's a, he's appreciated, and Arsenal, the Arsenal FC board have restarted contract talk uh, con contacts with his agents after opening talks with back in December. Bendoya would accept yeah. a move to Arsenal. Good. Now he's waiting. Good. So Bendoya wants to come apparently. Good, one him here. Great player. Again, I don't care where he's come from. His quality, he would he'd mm -hmm. automatically improve us. And that, yeah. I think I said, I think it was the last show we did last week. I think it was over the uh, watching on for the Palace game, and we were talking about the midfield potential midfield for next season. And we were, we were all purring at the idea of having a Partey, Basuma, and Bendaway midfield. Mm -hmm. What that would do for us, and how much um, drastically that improves us as a midfield. Yeah. And also in Bendaway, you're adding goals. Look at the goals he's scored. He's been a massive part of their promotion mm -hmm. chase this season. Mm -hmm. Bigger than what he was the first Play, time. Now. Plays more than one position as well. Yeah. Which Arteta he's, loves. Arteta loves yeah. versatility. I mean, yeah. if you sign Buendia, 
people are going, oh yeah, but then that ruins them or Smith Brothers can. Well, you can put them on the left. But but again, Smith Rowe can play any, yeah. play anywhere across the across yeah. the front line. Yeah. Obviously, apart from striker, but mm. in terms of the Wiggins and yeah. that Cam, he can play anywhere. And like you said, so can Madway. Mm -hmm. And it's again, it's they're saying that, but Odegaard's the same situation. You brought him in on own. Oh, we could it could stunt him. They played Arteta showed he could play them together if if he wanted to, yeah. or bring a one on and bring one off. This, that, and the other. Mm -hmm. There was options. He had options because of they were so versatile. And one, yeah. one of them being, obviously Smith Rowe being so young, twenty was it twenty years going on twenty one, mm -hmm. still mouldy, still hasn't come to his full potential. He hasn't reached that peak age yet, obviously. Yeah. Where he obviously just levels out, and that's what he's going to be for the rest of his career. He's he he could be so versatile, it's unreal. So it could be even better, more versatile he is now, the better he's going to be once he hits his peak years. Mm -hmm. And that's, a, that's, a, yeah, that's another positive. But so it's not, it's not just why I'm going for Bindway. Bindway is going to start, obviously, as you say, he, people are going to say he's going to start Smith Road. That's no guarantee at all. They could no. play together week in, week out. Yeah. Martinelli, for, we're being told Martinelli's going to be a, a key foot of our strike for, uh, as a striker, him and Balogun and whoever next mm -hmm. season. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have. You could play Smith Road on the, on the left hand side, yeah, or Saka or whatever Pepe. You've got there's going to be so many options, mm -hmm. but we need better players, and Bendoya is going to be one of them. Yeah, and yeah. again, pe pe another thing people are going to throw is again going back to the what we said earlier about the uh, snobbery of our fan base. Oh, but he's from Norwich. He's just from the Championship. He only played one season at Premier League level. Again, go back to your history, read the history of your fucking club when George Graham came in. What did he do? He outed the experienced players that weren't good enough. He, he invested in the youth, but he then invested in players like Steve Bowl, Lee Dixon from Stoke, uh, Perry, Groves, Perry Groves from Colchester. Uh, I'm trying to think now. Went, uh, went to Ben from Wimbledon. David yeah. David David Seaman from QPR, even though he's decided to be established, but it's still yeah. from a smaller yeah, club. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Just for example, I'm saying, for example, Alan Smith from Leicester City. Mm -hmm. Smaller clubs than us, and look what happened. Part of yeah. part of a good the, the start of what's new for over thirty years of putting us on the map, basically. That that yeah. was the start of it. Look at that. So he, he can work again. It had to go. Oh, that's thirty years ago. But oh, okay. When Klopp came in, his first summer window. What did he go and do? One Eldon just been relegated with Newcastle. Mm -hmm. Robertson has just been relegated with Hull. Mm -hmm. Mane was just uh, was obviously with Southampton. They were just there yeah. and about in relegation, like surviving yeah. relegation, things like that. Yeah, I mean, it I, can I, be done. I, I, talk, I talk a lot about. I talk a lot um, when I do purely Arsenal. And that mainly mm. I use stats quite a lot. I mm. freely admit that. But then also, as well as stats, I use the eye test, and I'm like, Brendia passes both for me. He creates. Yeah. He, he's creating chances galore like that mm. at the team that he's in. You put him with better players. I mean, um, exactly. You asked, you asked James all the questions earlier. His flop was Willian. Uh, I put a Bamiyang for mine. Hmm. He, he, he scored 15 goals compared to 29 the season before. He looks yeah. a shell of himself. You know, okay, he's been ill. He's had the family issues and everything else. I believe he's going to stay. Do I want him to stay? Not necessarily. Hmm. Not necessarily. Um, I think Lacassette might go, and he'll be the one because we've 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 outlaid all that money. Got all, one of one yeah. of one of them will go this summer. Exactly, but, but I'm like the outlay has gone on a Bamiang, so it indicates you're probably going to keep him over Lacassette because mm. you've spent all that money. Mm. So you need to get him firing back on all cylinders. 
A mm. player like Buendia feeding someone like Aubameyang mm. could help exactly. massively. Yeah, exactly. And again, Buendia is he's he's a, he's, a, he's a young player still in that sense. Yeah. He's got yeah. a lot. He got got a few years. He's got a good few years. So we can get out of him. Aubameyang's getting older, and mm. the pace might not be at the level that it was. But if you look at Vardy, he's gotten older. But Brendan Rodgers has gone Madison. Hmm. You know, he's he's built all these players. And where did Madison come from? Norwich. Oh, hmm. I remember. Where. remember yeah. <laughs> so, don't, don't you know. Stefan, he's an Ipswich fan in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's another thing. Even that. Madison, everyone was like, oh, well, we went to Leicester, what are they doing? Da, 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 for mm-hmm. But it's again, he's come from the Champions because were, they weren't nowhere near the Premier League. But at that time, but they they invested Leicester. This is another thing about Leicester. Massive. They not just the owners care. They put the right people in place to recruit. It's fantastic there. Look at the players over the last six, seven years they've brought in have gone on to be some of the best players in the world. Yeah, Mares, Kante, Vardy. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Casper Smarker brought him in when they were at Championship level and all that. Yeah, James Madison now. Um, Fafana. Yeah, Johnny, the book Johnny Evans in. Johnny Evans, yeah, who wasn't good enough. Wasn't good, wasn't good enough for us. Remember yeah. our fan base and all that. Now it's on other yeah. channels. Yeah. We don't want no West Brom reject. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. Look what he's done there. He just won. He just won. He just won an FA Cup. Part of an FA Cup winning yeah. team. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, they didn't. They, the the back to back falling out chapters in the final day doesn't help him. But that's not their fault. That's more so down to the manager and his tactics at the end and burn mm. it overdoing it so much that they burn out near the end. Yeah, that's where he needs to start. Brendan needs to sort that out. Yeah, over at Leicester. But there's there's fantastic players there. I mean, what was it? Um, the guy they got from Porto, the right back, Ricardo. Yeah, another another fantastic find. Not an absolute well beaten, well beaten. You put yeah. The, when you first time, yeah, oh, he's fantastic. Who who, who, was the, who was the other one they signed from Atalanta that was he was raking in everyone's fantasy football points at the start of the year? Who, who was that oh. Guy? He's brilliant, oh, for, brilliant. He I'll was full back as well. Yeah. Oh, never, uh, just was it James Ju- uh, Justin or something like that? No, 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 no. no, 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 no. I can't remember his name. Uh, his name but, 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 but. His name now. I know you're about, but I can't remember his name. But yeah. Yeah, Castagni. So that's the one. Yeah. Castagni. Yeah. 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 Just again, just you know, buying smart. Yeah, buying smart, and not for not and not for big money either. No, you don't break the bank. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Adam got in the chat as well. Uh, Arsenal Misfit says Vardy only scored four goals in his last 15 games, but again, he is getting on now. He's going to start slowing down. That's where obviously we've seen the emergence of Ian Nacho for Leicester in the last that half of this season uh, coming through. But the point is, we're making is that obviously with Vardy, he's been getting older and older. He won a golden boot last year. And that's but Brendan came in and he's worked with what he had, and yeah. he had a he had a, he had a, a world class striker. Let's be honest, and Jamie Vardy at the time, now he was getting older. But you know, he went, you know what? I'm going to buy this person, that person. I'm going to build a team around you and help your to your best ability, get the best out of you whilst I can until you have to obviously mm-hmm. either move on or retire, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then obviously in the meantime, he's obviously bought another striker. Um, Inherited in your Nacho, and obviously trying to look into other strikers to come in immediately and take off, take lift off, sort of thing. There's 
and again, again there's something we've got to do at Arsenal. I mean, as I said, Aubameyang's not getting any younger now. He's, what was he, what, 31, 36? He'll be 32 by the time the new season starts, isn't he? Jesus Christ. Same age as me, Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he basically, he's going to be, he's to be 32. So he's got, uh, realistically, another season at Arsenal if he's that, basically. Yeah. But the money yeah. we put into it, another season at least. We need to now be looking this next 12 months Evo using if Balogun Martinelli as the, the future striker mm-hmm. of the club, or, or a new one if we go. Out or, or if they yeah. they ain't comfortable, they, they they haven't proved themselves in this twelve month period now, between now and this time next year. Mm-hmm. As you said, go and buy a new one. But in the yeah. meantime, you've got two people there you can sort yeah. of tinker with now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, oh dear, thirty four apparently. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's got another year. He's got one more season at Premier League level, I think. Near start. It will either retire fully or else just go, go down the leagues or whatever, go back yeah. to the championship or whatever whatever he wants to do. But mm-hmm. again, he's, the reason he's not had long at Premier League level is because, like Ian Wright back in the day, he came in, he got given a chance later on in his career. He didn't get the chance early in his early no. years. No. Uh, da, 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 da. People vague about crop signs, but that. But, but what about Minamino, Sakiri, oh, sorry, Chamberlain and Keita? Again, yeah. They're, they're, they're yeah, all going to be flops. He's every made man, flops. Every manager has duds. Yeah. <laughs> Find me one who doesn't. Uh, we, Arsene, we've, we, we've signed so much crap, it's unbelievable. <laughs> Arsene Wenger. Um, Stefan Luzny. Yeah, Ferguson. Um, but I'm saying yeah. Arsene Wenger, Stefan Oleg Luzny, Rami Shaban. Seagal. Bischoff, fucking hell, Jesus Javinio, Javinio, where, where do I keep going? Where, Andres, where do you want me to stop? Andre Santos. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Brazilian fucking bulldozer in um, uh, Julio Baptista, even though it was alone, he still technically signed him. Uh, I'm trying to think now. Oh, my days. What was it? Uh, oh, I'm trying to think now. Um, what's his name? Denilson. Yeah, Miachi. Oh, yeah, Rio Man- yeah, Rio Manachi. The next Park. best thing. Park. Park Chu Young, whatever his name was. Yeah. 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 Oh, dear. Oh, I've got Pog back in the... Ch- I've got a new face in the chat by the looks of it. Big up the boys. Uh, let me start the podcast. Big up you guys. I am Adam's... Oh, Adam's uh, brother. Okay, fair enough. That's cool. And see you at May night, Van. Good luck tomorrow. And you're not going to need it because you will beat the specialist in, in your... Um, Europa League. We'll wait and see. <laughs> we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. Well, Cavani's giving it all that, isn't he? Already yeah. giving it all that to you and me, so you know what's going to happen. You know, yeah. being... and I said, if it's sods, I knew obviously we'll get rid of Real. I knew if they knock us out, they're going to go. I said, if they knock us out, they're going to go on to win it. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love them. I'd love them to. Hmm. I'd love them to. Yeah, exactly. I'd rather, you know what? That sort of, that sort of, uh, yeah. I don't know if it's sweet in the pain or not because yeah. it's obviously the manager not to, uh, we had to put us in this position in the first place so yeah, just... re- remember in uh, Lucas Perez remember in Alex Ferguson's biography and he wrote about the 8-2 and he said oh they brought mm. on this guy called Coquelin and I'm, who the hell Co- is that Coquelin Ox- <laughs> watch Coquelin watch, Coca- watch Jenkinson Coquelin, watch Coquelin score tomorrow what yeah. do you score tomorrow for Villarreal? And then he'll go, yeah, do you know who I am now? Do you know who I am now? Yeah. Watch it, watch it. Oh dear. Oh, I'd love I'm, to see it. Oh, mate. Life be... works in cruel ways, mate. It really does. Full circle. Put, yeah. Put it that way
Oh dear. Adam, we do not trust the process. Trust me. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Wind us up now in the chat. Behave yourself. Um, <laughs> I always want English Cup to win in Europe, says Stefan. Fim Pong. Yeah, did, we didn't sign. He came from our academy. Yeah. Fim Pong. Yeah. But I get what you're trying to say. But yeah. Mm. Um, but is, 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 that, that's, not, that's a point. Yeah, Klopp's made mistakes, but Wenger made mistakes. Ferguson made yeah. mistakes. Every top manager. What was that goalkeeper? Or was it Taib? Taibi. Taibi. Yeah. Done by a roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't just oh, him. They had, they had, they had a few goalkeepers, didn't they? Was it yeah. Bosnich? Was Mark, it? Bo yeah, he Mark, was Bosnich. Bosnich, the uh, person, as you said, terrible goalkeeper, but also had uh, personal issues that he couldn't deal with often. Yeah. He couldn't keep behaving himself for that, so he say. Um, but Fabian Barthez was okay. He was decent. He wasn't, but he, oh, he, was, I he had errors. I remember when he threw the ball out to Henri. Yeah, double year. That was brilliant. Yeah. Great assist. I love food. Threw it out to him. <laughs> even passed it to him at one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved. I loved him. I love Bartis. Oh dear. Scala yeah, Scalacci. Fucking Calstrom. Kim Calstrom. I won't Jesus have Calstrom Christ. slander. He, sc he scored a semi-final <laughs> penalty. I won't have Calstrom. He yeah, ended he, our trail. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a lot of respect for Calstrom. <laughs> Uh, Jonathan said, but I'll check it out. Oh, look, he's allowed to make mistakes. Oh, no, of course, yeah, no, yeah, no, no, we're, no, not, no. We're, not, we're not saying in terms of signings, he's not allowed to make, make mistakes. I've said numerous times this season, bar Willian, all the other signings that Arteta has made mm -hmm. have worked. And it's not, that's, that's, that's being brutally honest. Yeah. Mari's worked, Cedric to an extent has worked. Um, oh, what's his name? Uh, what was it, P Thomas Partey? We're not seeing a full potential of him yet because he's been yeah. injured when he first came. This and the other, mm -hmm. but we're, we started seeing near the end of the last few weeks. So we're seeing it start to see yeah. that player we signed. Odegaard shown glimpses. Od Odegaard, even Matty Ryan Odegaard. got a brilliant Matty assist. Ryan. A fantastic in the assist. Air. Great header. Yeah, <laughs> fantastic. Yeah, yeah, fantastic header back. <laughs> but that's oh, but as I'm saying, them, them signings apart from so apart from Willian and Van Arsen, who was technically. Not his player, by the way. It's someone mm. that was recommended to him. It all went past with Martinez, and Martinez went off. Mm. Mm. So two players out of what seven or eight signings haven't worked. That's not a bad yeah. thing. But that's something if we, yeah. we sort of take the hats off to our set of four because there's been players that he's wanted, and most of them have worked out apart from the two we've just mentioned. Yeah, but it's the other stuff we can't let go. That the fact is on the pitch, when it comes down to the game day itself, he's bit. There's no style to our football anymore in the sense of he's meant to bring a winning a, a, a attacking style of football back when he first joined us. Not never happened. No. Um it's just it's just dull negative and that even in this European semi-final, and all we've got to do is win one nil at home. One nil, just a one nil win. What look how we played. Yeah. And look at look at the risks he takes in both both the legs, playing playing a false nine in the first leg. Because it worked with his pre under his um, apprentice, not apprentice, but he's the, the person that brought him up in, in Pep Guardiola gave him that chance as a coach and this that, and the other. Oh, because my my best friend did it, so you know what? I'll try it the next day. It's like it's, it's, we haven't got the personnel to do things at the moment, and again, he hasn't learnt that. And he keeps chopping and changing. He'll drop players that are in form for out of form players as well. I mean, the amount of time Pepe will hit form and then suddenly, no, you're on the bench again. Fuck off. Yeah. The, it's the, it's the, them the things. Argument, the I would say as well. It's, it's just, ta just tactically inept. He doesn't learn yeah. from the mistakes. Full and, stop. And, and the thing as well is um, 
Jonathan is he's, he's allowed to, yeah I, I agree he's allowed to have that mistake with Willian however when the evidence indicated that he was still a mistake mm. he kept on playing and playing and playing him and okay the Leicester game phenomenal the Leicester away he was he, he had a great game and he scored a very good free kick mm. but overall judging on the full season the guy was terrible the mm. guy was a terrible terrible signing Yep. Uh, Adam in the chat's asking if we heard about Lehman's uh, comments recently. I've not seen or, but I've heard of what's gone on. That's been dealt, that is being dealt with. Obviously, he has been sacked by the club that he was hired by. He has been investigated into. So, until that's dealt with, we can't really look much more into that until it's fully done and dusted. Mm-hmm. But don't, again, don't condone it. Far from it. He should have said what he said. But again, this is, this, again, am I surprised? No, because then Lehman, he's an absolute nutcase. He yeah. says it. He's just says things randomly. As it, no, he has no filter basic lens, but doesn't. Again, I'm not condoning what he's what he's done at all. That, but that's and that's for them to deal with over in over in Germany and all that. With the F, the German FA and all, so they'll be investigating and looking into it and punishing him for that because it doesn't look good on them. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean. Don't know what else we've got more we've got to say. We've got to sort of wrap start wrapping things up soon. But as you said, you said your flop would be a Bamian because obviously what's happened this season, yeah, he's just dropped, literally dropped off a fucking cliff. Basically, he's, he's literally <laughs> the second, second he's under contract, he's a bit, yeah. Um, so who's a player and young player of the year? It's the same as what James said earlier. I, you, you have mm. to give it to Saka, and I didn't mm. want to give Saka both. He, he could easily mm. walk both. Could easily <laughs> easily walk both. But yeah, Saka for me, um, from the third game of the season against Leicester in the Carabao Cup, uh, he just went and went and went. I mean, he was a good player before then, but my word, um, I gave him about nine more man of the matches throughout the mm. season. Other than that one, um, mm. he scored seven goals. And got ten assists in all competitions. And mm. for me, if you're a winger at Arsenal, I was brought up, mm. you know, um, on over Mars's Perez. You know, you got to get at least double figures and mm. assists and mm. double figures for goals. So he did that, and he was ni- He's only 19 years old, and he's carrying the team for me. So that's why I picked mm. Saka. And then Smith Rowe, uh, he came in just before Christmas, didn't he? I think mm. the, the, the Dundalk game. And he didn't look back from there. He got a mm. bigger chance because, um, and Jonathan puts here, he did learn post-Christmas Willian hasn't been played mm. when others were fit. The reason yeah. Willian didn't get played is, is because him and all the other Brazilians, apart from Martinelli, had a Christmas party. And, mm. they, all, and they all, well, Gabriel contracted the virus and um, the others had to go away for a bit. Mm. So had to, uh, I don't think, st- he, lear- I don't think yeah. he learned he fell into about Willian. He was, yeah, he was forced into... For- yeah, yeah, fell into Not it. Playing fell, yeah, yeah, and even, and even then after the, uh, obviously Gabriel Martinelli, Gabriel, um, was recovering from COVID. When the other players come out of their little isolation, so we say, and yeah. say that for for a walk yeah. of 10, for, ten to fourteen days, what did he go? What did he go and do? Martinelli was automatically dropped once he was mm-hmm. once he did recover from the little away and twist he had against Newcastle in the cup, but. Smith Rowe was dropped. William was brought back in. Mm-hmm. David Lewis was brought back in. And what started happening? The mistakes, skin, the, the results started to go. As soon as he started doing that, the results we saw over Boxing Day to the end of January 
disappeared straight away. Yeah. Wolves away, it's been from the second half on from the second half onwards. Yeah. Because first half, let's not get it wrong. First half, we played some fantastic football, should have been out of sight. But one lapse in judgment, like what, what, no matter what, what our mindset is towards um, the whole situation of the reason and all that, it was given away. We, he went down, we went down to 10 men and the whole, the whole thing capitulated. And what did he do at half time? He took off a striker in Lacazette, our goal threat, and tried to defend a one all draw yeah. with the players that he had. And like, that's never going to happen. And then Leno had an absolute brain fart himself that game. And he consistently, and that's another thing with Leno. He makes, he's been making a lot of mistakes this season. I said all season, is a, this was a massive season for him in the sense of everything that's gone on with Martinez in the summer and all that. And obviously, the club backed him. He got cocky. He got arrogant. Obviously, he knew Manasson was nowhere near the standard of, of yeah. Martinez. He had no challenge. Yeah. And the second we bring a bit of a challenge and he's still making mistakes, but again, the Arteta still backs him. I mean, the, the Kangas he was making, especially in this second since obviously put Matty Ryan in, and yet Matty Ryan couldn't get a get, get a uh looking a looking basically, apart from apart from when uh Leno was suspended mm-hmm. or if he was rested for a European semi final. Yeah. But uh Pogba says in the chat uh, at the Mr. Arsenal podcast, Diego Simeone stepped in at Atleti when they were in the relegation zone. In his first season, we they won the Europa League, second season, the Copa del Rey, third season, the league, and the UEFA Champions League final. Obviously, ran us up. Exactly, but Arteta comes in when we were, what, where were we? We were, te- no, I'm trying to think where we were when he took over. We were mid table, weren't we, when he took over anyway? Yeah. And we finished eighth. We didn't go. We didn't go grass up the table like we should have done, really, with a manager, new manager bounce and all that. Um, we won an FA Cup in obviously the back end of the back end of the summer, and then this season, yeah, you got, everything's going to go. He didn't have a pre-season. No one had a pre-season, but you're seeing David Moyes finish above us. We didn't have a pre-season. He came. For, he came in last season yeah. with us damn in the relegation battle. Kept yeah. him up. And this season, look where they finished. They finished four points ahead of us in a Europa League spot, European spot. Europa League, what even look at it? There's there's been progress. He didn't have a pre-season with this team, with his mm-hmm. team. So what? Why? Why is it? Well, we can look at uh, Arteta as not having a pre-season as a get out of get out of jail free card for him. He finished eighth again. He had a full season, by the way, and yet. David Moyes he hasn't had a full pre-season with this team, and again that was and it, everything that was going off the days before the season even started. Selling players he didn't, selling a player to West Brom that he didn't want sold, and the players were going to go and strike. And there's obviously rumours that he was about to be sacked by the ownership. Look at the season they've gone on to have, mm-hmm. no pre-season, no, all that controversy as well, yeah. and they finished sixth in the league. Yeah. In a European spot for the first time, and they've qualified for European. They, they, they don't do the best, and you think doing European football for the first time in over 100 odd years or whatever. It's so you, I can't, I, I don't. When people, when Arsenal fans say this, the ones that are so hell bent that Arteta's demand for the job and all that, I can't buy that because hang on, David David Moyes, look at he's done it. He, he came in around the same time, yeah, and look where he is, yeah. So you, you've got a sort of use your common sense and see and use your eyes and what you're seeing on the pitch because mm. there's only so much we can see from behind closed doors and I'm sick to death 
I've seen training fucking videos go up of them all happy smile. <laughs> Not the training either. It's all they're fucking about. It's just like, oh yeah, they're fucking about. Yeah, that just that's just shows that there's no real seriousness taken in these training sessions. And that's another concern for me. I mean, why why is it so like, yeah, it's all mess about. Let's all do tricks and flicks. But when it comes down to the game day, which I don't do fuck all. I mean, the amount of times I've seen the Bamian do try and do goalkeeping training, and then it comes down to the pitch, he doesn't do fuck all. And it just pisses me off. Yeah. And then you see, and then you're, before the season's even ended, we're getting rammed down our throat by the club and Adidas because the season's been that bad, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, that we're having rammed down our throat a new training kit for Three. next season. Three of them. Three of them. Yeah, and, there's, there's one that's and, like uh, looks like the Dudley Boys old wrestling bloody clothes. Yeah. You got one that's mint green, and you got the other one that's mm. red, haven't you? So there's like this three, yeah. as well as the new away kit. Hmm. You got the home kit dropping. I'm guessing there's right. going to be a third kit. <laughs> oh yeah, well literally, uh, and again, we've we've never ever in my from I can remember released any of our kits before the season's ended let alone played in them, apart from obviously last summer when we had to because of the contract and all that it was in place. Mm. In a normal season, that's not, and then obviously, with everything that's got, oh, and Omar's to the fucking, the double 71 team, well, hang on, this is this is a, the anniversary year itself, like this, 70, this 2021 20, season was the anniversary, why was it done this, why was it done, why was it not done this season? Why have you waited to the following season to celebrate and commemorate this Team, and he's a, again, it's the wrong shade of yellow. <laughs> the, the shorts aren't blue, and even the blue is the what blue is in the kit as a whole is navy blue. It's not even the right royal blue that should be going on an Arsenal kit, but it is. But it is what it is, and I'm just banging me out of a brick wall because I'm so sick. Of, again, it's sick of it. Look how much they they asking for you. What's it? The kits? Or well, ten years ago, 10, 15 years ago. Kits used to be a two, three year thing. A kit would come out, it would last you two, three years, and then a new kit would come out after that. Now it's every fucking 12 months, round down our throat. And by the way, back then, when it was only two, three years, the kits themselves, when they came out, would be like 35, 40 quid, 40 quid tops, 35 pound. And they were better quality as well. Better quality. And now, literally, every... some of these go through the wash once, they're smearing. Yeah. <laughs> smearing the print, the fucking. Yeah. It print falls off, or the fucking little cannon thing, or what they have in the back yeah. peels off, whatever. From what I've heard, my ones stay intact. But again, I did. Again, I wouldn't have had this season's home shirt. If it, my brother got it from a birthday, uh, as a belated birthday present for me last year. Otherwise, I wouldn't be. No need for buying it, really. Hmm. But it's again, and now we're as I said, we're having it round down our throat every twelve months. New home, new away, third kit as well, and goalie stuff. This, that, and the other, and tra- all the training gear for the whole year. But the kits themselves, the shirts, are now like sixty-five quid, yeah. just plain. If you want, if you want the badge and your name on the back, or player's name on the back, you look over hundred pound. Like fuck yeah. off. Yeah. Or if you're fucking, if you're an athlete, if you if you're built like a football player or an athlete, you can buy, you can pay pay for a shirt that the players now wear for hundred fucking pound. Are you fucking ridiculous? Yeah. Amongst all that, and amongst all that, we've had how many fucking training gears have we had this year? <laughs> Since the start of the season, Jesus Christ, it is absolutely fucking sickening. Yeah, yeah. I mean, thank thank God ties on the payroll because he can afford all the new stuff, you know. Yeah. Oh dear. <laughs> and with that, we'll go back things up. Um, what's your goal this season as well? So I did ask you um, earlier. Saka versus Chelsea. 
I believe Same. it meant that. Yeah, yeah. I I said, I've said that. it. Yeah, yeah. I said yeah. it. Also. I've yeah. said it. I've, I've said that back then. I, I said to buy it because I, I literally see. I saw the still picture of him when he, when he took the cross. Did, did the cross, whatever you want to fucking call it. He's looking at the goal. Yeah. Before yeah. the he's looked up before he hit the ball. Well. Where the goalkeeper was, he's he's meant. Oh, I don't care what anyone says. Yeah, I'll sit, goals like, that hit the bar and go in are better as well. They always have been. Oh yeah, just that. Since, since Tony Yaboa done them, uh, they've never always been. Never always been better. Yes, exactly. Um, and yeah, for my player again, it's a clean, it's a clean sweep for playing young player of the year for me. For me. Smith, Saka, and Smith have been above and beyond. And again, it's is a that it should be a damning indictment on the experienced players that that's the case. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. But it is what it is, and but also it does promote how good our our, our youth products it is at the moment. We've got these players coming through that can step up, but it's, they shouldn't have to step up. If you know what I mean, to deserve yeah. that they've had to, they should be still be able to come in seamlessly, like when Jack Wilshire came in and all that before he got his injuries, yeah, and sort of put themselves in there and blend in seamlessly without being noticed. Where Sackers, Sack and Smith haven't got that. They've got, they've got to come in seamlessly, but be noticed because if they don't, we struggle massively. I mean, Martinelli as well. Got to throw Martinelli in there as well because without yes. him, and yes. from day one he's come in and shown what he's capable of and what he what he brings to the book, brings to the the uh, pitch basically, so to speak. Mm. But how can I put it? Arteta yet again doesn't know how to ma- doesn't know how to manage. Him by the looks of it, or doesn't have faith in him. I don't know what it is because he doesn't play enough under our setter. Yeah, and again, it's a massive challenge. We look, we all know. I don't know if you agree, but Smith, Martinelli should be in this starting eleven. Where the way things are at the moment, he still he should be in the starting eleven this season. Quite a lot more than what he has done. Yeah, I mean, he came on against was it came on against Palace? I know you know he scored that was it off the knee over the goalkeeper into the goal goal. But he still scored. He still put himself about it. When he came, when he came when we played Liverpool at uh, the Emirates back in March or whenever it was, we didn't test their def- and their defence was there to be tested mm-hmm. until he came on. Nothing. The second he comes on, he's running in their faces. He's putting pressure on them. They're making mistakes suddenly, and yet he's not getting a, a little sniff. And it's, it's a, it does my head in. But we're going to wrap things up because otherwise we'll be here all night, basically. And, yeah, it's funny how but, all three of us basically pick. Well, I don't know what he picked for James. Didn't say his goal of the season, did he? But, no, um, I'll ask him later. It's funny, but yeah. it's funny we're all got the similar. Uh, yeah, I, I I would love to know anyone who doesn't pick Saka as their player. I'd love to hear different opinions. It's, you know, oh yeah, of course. Yeah, I like the debate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. I think it's just very hard to see. It's been very hard, but I think flop again, flop of the season. Because you went for a Bamiang, he's gone for uh, James went for Willie, and I'm sort of mm. between the. Two. It's, it's definitely out of them two. No, it could yeah. be any any player really, but them two definitely stand out. Yeah, like, I think I, 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 I picked Bamiang just for the player yeah, that he was. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, like you're talking about that. decline. That and with to that, me. and with that yeah. in mind, I sort, of, I sort of lean towards your mindset because, hmm. yeah, when he first joined us up till this season, he was he was fucking smashing the goals in for fun. He was scoring for fun. And then yeah. literally signs, signs a new deal and suddenly that all goes to shit, basically. And obviously he's had the personal stuff with his mum and mm-hmm. whatever. And obviously malaria in the last few weeks, of, in the last weeks of the season. So maybe, hopefully it's just a one-off season. He comes back next season with a better better team around him. 
It's gonna have to. Otherwise, otherwise, everyone strap in. It's gonna yeah. be a bit even longer season than this one, even harder mm-hmm. one, even with more galling. And the fact that we didn't finish the table is a miracle. Um, but if it, if things don't improve, I'm gonna end on this. If things do not improve this summer with the ownership or whatever and the recruitment's crap still and the signings aren't the signings are dragged out all fucking summer and this that we're not ready for the start of the season we potentially could be a bottom half team next week this time next year yeah, yeah. because because people people then clearly ain't learning there from their mistakes no we got no divine right to walk into the top four you gotta earn no. it no exactly and i think the last four or five years have shown that since we've fallen yeah. out of it in 2017 onwards it's mm-hmm. it proved that mm-hmm. i think we sort of got again as a fan not just as a fan base but as a club as, as a whole we got so used to being in champions league every year we never thought we would fall out of it we thought we just like, okay it's a sort of second nature one way or another we would we would manage to get in champions league football and yeah. when, it was, when we fell out we thought oh it's only one season mm-hmm. we were back in champions league and we didn't come back and it's and it's, it's a slow decline in that sense as well yeah yeah, but yeah, uh, try to f- just go for the chat. So, one second because I mentioned right. Wolves, I mean, mentioned because I've mentioned Wolves in the chat as well. And obviously, with Nuno again, there's, a, there's another manager that's available now with uh, Nuno Espirito obviously leaving Wolves. Would you be interested in before we back things up if he was if obviously the vacancy was made available? He would be about my seventh, eighth, ninth choice. Yeah, um, <laughs> he wouldn't be. He wouldn't be in yeah. the top. Yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't my top. It wasn't even my top half the last time round when no. he was mentioned. No, and that was when he. That was when he was doing well at Wolves. Let's be honest. Compared to this season, the drop off is massive. The fact that one player gets an injury, oh, it was a bad. It was a bad injury. Let's not get twisted with um, Jimenez. But the, the drop off this season has been crazy over there. Yeah. Oh dear, but obviously the last comment from Murga uh, have this season on the podcast is from Steve says to sum up the season, thank God for COVID. Cut <laughs> party allowing the youngsters to shine. Yeah. Yeah. If if them if them three didn't want to have a dinner together, what could have you know, mm. what could have gone even wrong? I mean uh, Gabriel mm. I'm not gonna throw under the bus. He's been a very like you said earlier, all the signings, mm. he's been very he's he, you know, mm. he was gonna be player of the season at the start. Yeah, all the attacking players turned up. He was <laughs> he was dominating. <laughs> what was it? Was it back? Was it three back to back? Yeah, uh, months, yeah, yeah, yeah. And after they all came, they all, they, the others started to turn up. So he said, and then yeah, obviously it is what it is. But again, that was he lost his tooth. He found his tooth the other day in the pitch after celebrating. <laughs> obviously, messing about the pitch, he fucking <laughs> lost it. And he found it. <laughs> Why, why are we oh, having, why are we jumping up and down and having a celebration <laughs> for a guy that's leaving that's been here what three three seasons or so and mm. oh I know ridiculous <laughs> oh no. exactly exactly I mean it is well yeah it's, that's the mentality now isn't it that's, again that's another thing that's something's got to change there because exactly that shouldn't be happening and obviously unless he's a, this is a player that's part of a, of a, of a for example, Vincent Company and Vincent Company. If that had happened when he left Man City because of the success he'd had at Man City at the time, or grow this weekend just gone, you go, you know what? Fair enough. You can understand why. But as you said, someone that's been for two, like basically five minutes, effectively, not done anything really in a sense of apart from winning the FA Cup last season, hasn't really done anything. 
made us better in the sense of being mm. made us more competitive on this and the other. And you're all there after, after the last, which is we finished date, by the way. But let's have a party in the middle of the pitch and yeah. knock each other's teeth yeah. out. Yeah. yeah, fucking idiots. But it is what it is. <laughs> uh, James, where can people find you? Yeah, so it's LL Cool James ninety one on Twitter, and then I've got my own YouTube channel, which is James Johnston Football. Uh, if you want to watch that, give me a sub. That'd be great. And then the purely Arsenal podcast. They're on YouTube as well. They're everywhere. You know, they're on all the good places you can get podcasts and mm. the bad ones as well. Spotify, yeah, we're on there. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you can also you can find us over. You can find us obviously here on the Missile Squad Podcast YouTube channel because it's been streamed off uh, three platforms as we speak: YouTube, Facebook, and Periscope. So yeah, you can come over to the channel, subscribe to the channel if you like what we've done tonight and enjoy the podcast. Um, just obviously subscribe, smash the like button and share it around. But also you can find the audio in the next 40 minutes over on Anchor, Apple, um, Google, Spotify and all the other out, uh, podcast outlets. Listen basically. to it on Spotify. Get Spotify. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do it on there, yeah. Either, and either way, whatever, wherever you listen, it, listen to it back on, basically do leave a uh, rating and reviews, basically, and let us know how we're doing, basically. And, yeah, that's it for the season. The season is done. Thankfully, thank God for that in one sense. <laughs> and now we look forward to the next Let's season. Have a nice little break before the Euros, mate. Yeah, have, nice. Have some time off. Have a couple, couple, yeah, a couple of weeks off, and then we go again. But with that, obviously in mind, we've got Champions League final on Saturday. Try and get a few people, try and probably do what's on for that. Get a few people on for that. Have a bit of a laugh. But then, yeah, the Euro, and then we have a little break in for the Euros. And then, in answer to all that, we may criticise Southgate if he drops, if he dares drop Saka for the fucking Euros. <laughs> I wouldn't Trust mind me. if he did. I, I would love him to have a rest. No, honestly. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I'd like that's, him. I'd, I'd rather, if he had a rest, yeah. it wouldn't bother me at all. Yeah, that's why I'm sort of happy that Smith Rowe's been not chosen because he can actually have a full pre season yeah. at Arsenal. And yeah. Sort he'll, of just he'll, get in the, he'll get in that squad in plenty of time. He'll go ages before yeah. he'll get it back in there. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, with that, we'll see you next. In terms of podcasts, I. Podcast seasons wise, we'll see you next season. But you will see us obviously throughout the summer, starting obviously Saturday the Champions League final. We're gonna do podcast throughout the season, that summer. Sorry, whenever there's like big breaking news, this that, and the other something to talk about. It's involving Arsenal. We'll come back and do that. We're covering the Euros as well, especially especially the Portugal's group in the Euros. Portugal, France, and Germany. That is a crazy group. <laughs> and God knows what's happening there. But you know what? I can't wait for it. And that side of things, I can actually enjoy some football without having an emotional attachment to it because <laughs> I don't really care about international football. It's just that there, yeah, it feels a void for a few weeks, yeah. and then we've got pre, then we have pre-seasons, and then we have the transfers. Hopefully, in between it all, and we'll go from there. But until then, guys, enjoy the rest of your evening. Enjoy the rest of your well, your summer, basically. Unless I see you again during the summer, and as always, up the Arsenal. Come on, you guys. <laughs>